Tonight's edition of the all-time top 40 Survivor Rankings, talking about Survivor Thailand, is sponsored by our friends over at Word Forest. Download the Word Forest game for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Keeping your body in shape is important, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp. I've been leveling up my focus with Word Forest. Word Forest, it's my new favorite game, and it's a word puzzle app, and it's free. Word Forest, it's an app made for word search addicts. Connect letters in any direction to form hidden word matches. It has over 2,000 levels, so you'll never get bored playing. It starts easy, but gets harder as you get better. And it's fun. Find as many words as possible to earn bonus coins and uncover hidden words. Word Forest is a relaxing game with a nature setting and a great way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Put yourself to the test in this fun and addicting brain game. Right now, Word Forest is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play and take it from Brian Heideck. Be careful if you try to spell road trip. Stop mindlessly scrolling through social media and keep your mind sharp. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Word Forest. Download Word Forest for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Coming to you live from the Attack Zone, it's Rob has a podcast, and now here's the guy who never podcasts by a bunch of rules. I am Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our Top 40 Season Countdown, counting down the Top 40 Survivor Seasons of all time. And tonight, we're going to be talking about the 38th Survivor Season, as ranked by the listeners of Rob as a podcast with an outstanding panel. I would bring this panel to the final four any day of the week. Just don't ask me who's in the final two, okay? All right. First, joining us on the panel tonight, a man who is a Survivor Thailand historian. He was there in the real time. Here he is, the great David Bloomberg. David, how are you? Good. How are you? I, I want you to know that although I am 150 to 200 percent happy with my podcasting partner, mm-hmm. I'm still happy to be here. Yes. Okay. And, and and today is a great day. Yes. What a wonderful day. Yeah. I was going to tweet out earlier today. I know everybody's having a fun time. We still have to talk about Survivor Thailand tonight. Don't want to ruin everybody's day. It looks like everybody's having a nice time. Uh, still here have a Survivor Thailand podcast to get through today. All right. Very excited to have with us, of course, uh, the great Sasha Joseph is here. Sasha, how are you? I'm so happy, excited to be here. And, you know, much like them dragging that dummy up the island Chewy is gal. how it really, yeah, it felt like me watching this <laughs> season. So. They were dragging you through the season. We got Literally, you there. just come on. We need to get the podcast right. Keep watching. Okay, I got it. Okay. And uh, back by uh, his own request, once upon a time, he said, put me, put me on Survivor Thailand. I want to be there. Chappelle is back. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good, but make no mistake. I said put me on Thailand because I thought it was going to be the worst season. Mm. Um, no, we tricked it you. Was not, yeah, it was not dead last, but I, I think we might need to do a recount. Um, because <laughs> yeah. um, I did not enjoy this. This was very much a business trip for me, and a I just want to talk about it now. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We're going to be talking about uh, Survivor Thailand, uh, voted 38th best by the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast. And I have to say, in the last 16 days, I have watched Survivor Island of the Idols, Survivor Redemption Island, 
and Survivor Thailand. And I actually think it's kind of fitting because uh, for me, that what Survivor Thailand is able to do is combine the unlikable <laughs> cast and predictable winner of Survivor Redemption Island with the problematic incidents of Survivor Island of the Idols all in one package. Yes, they King. did it. Yes, they did it. They did. You it. asked for it, and here we are, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about it all here tonight. We've got a lot of your questions. Uh, over a uh, uh, hundred questions we have about Survivor Thailand. We won't get to them all. The rest we will get to over the weekend on our patron feedback show, and we will take your questions all week long as we have uh, any feedback that comes up out of tonight's panel as we discuss uh, the good, so much bad. And everything in between from Survivor Thailand. Of course, if you miss any of our previous podcasts, uh, you can uh, catch our Island of the Idols and Redemption Island recaps up at robhaswebsite.com. And we'll be doing this every Wednesday until Survivor is back on our TV screens uh, coming up in about 37 weeks or so. All right. So, David, we weighed in on the. Uh, maybe we don't. Uh, this is not such a great season, but you. Uh, have reverence for Survivor Thailand. Uh, do you want to start with that? Yeah, I, I know I rank the season much higher than most people. As a matter of fact, probably higher than anyone. Um, uh, it, my ranking was accidentally revealed to my co-hosts here uh, before we were recording. And it's a good thing because there would have been some bleeping involved if if it had been revealed live. Um, and... I, a lot of people think this should be 40. I ranked it. I, I am I am uh, sorry to admit I ranked it without the zero on that 40. Yeah. Top four. Top four. Ooh, top four. Uh, now, now, I will say after rewatching it again, that would not have been my ranking. Um, <laughs> I would have at least moved it down to five. But oh, uh, okay. my God. <laughs> but right. Uh, right under Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Amazon was higher, um, but my rankings are based on what each season meant to me uh, in yeah. terms of, you know, strategy, the winner, uh, my own personal experiences with it. Probably why some people say rankings are arbitrary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to give your own <laughs> personal backstory that uh, this was uh, a season that uh, in your coverage on uh, reality news online, uh, you were, you know, uh, right in the middle of everything in terms of the coverage of the season, correct? Yeah, I was not only had I been, you know, was I covering the season, but this is the first time that I got a shout out on TV. As anyone, you know, who followed me on Twitter or in the patron Facebook group uh, knows, she and when she went up there and she gave her final words, she quoted rule two, basically. And uh, when I Give us the was quote. watching live, uh, she she actually messed it up a little bit. Uh, but she said, I, I know I plotted and schemed too much or um, and then she went on from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was watching live, you know, at the time we didn't have DVRs and the like. So I was typing away furiously uh, to do a recap. And all of a sudden she says that. And I about fell off my couch. Like, wait, did, did she really say that? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, obviously there is a, a, a special place in my heart because of that. And when I did interview her um, after this, well, actually, no, I, I interviewed her before the season was over. Uh, she said uh, in the days 
head, before heading out to Thailand, much like you, uh, she became an avid reader of my articles, used them for research as part of her strategy. And she wanted to give me a nod because she knew that I would call her on it in my articles. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. And here still we are. in your top four seasons uh, all these years later. And so, yes, well, I mean, let's get into this. Uh, you know, there is a. Uh, on the rewatch, you know, I, I think that the, the big thing that jumps out that I think is probably going to be a headline is the uh, whole incident with Ted and Gandia. And uh, that really does, you know, uh, cast a cloud over the whole season. And, and I have to say that I had not rewatched this season. I last watched the season for the evolution of strategy. And Josh and I at the time said, boy, this would have been handled a lot differently. But I had not gone back and watched Thailand since seeing survivor 39 and all the discussion that came out of that and this I, I felt in a lot of ways was even harder to get through than the season 39 stuff because this is spread out over two episodes where it was uh, spread out over i guess two weeks in the real version of the show and is handled uh, much differently than even the season 39 which we talked about was not handled well this is really treated uh, uh, very cavalier also uh, by the show and really get into a lot more of sort of like the uh, watching these players um, really. How do we sweep this under the rug? Like it really is mm -hmm. part of uh, part of the gameplay. Uh, Sasha, uh, could I get your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think. At first, I was like, okay, you know, this is the game. Folks are really scared to, you know, speak up like Helen and Jan, who said they believe her um, versus, um, you know, everyone else, blah, 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 whatever. And then you get to the um, reunion and Jeff with his big dimples is like, Ted, how is you? How are you and your wife? Are you all good? I got to talk to them. Everything's good, y'all. And then you can see Gandhi is free, like is breaking down and um you know even saying i'm sorry to ted's family ted never once mentions anything about her or her family or you know the pain he caused um but instead you know puts it all on gandia and i will say i'm so over this like angry black woman edit because that scene that they constantly keep cutting to of her screaming and it's like one at least she's not screaming at other people because if it were me clay would not be standing straight ever <laughs> and then like no way and then it's so exhausting yeah. i don't think just, he ever said anything to her face yeah yeah <laughs> um but you know so i think to me it was more like it was bad and then the reunion made it worse i think so to me it was them t that together and I just don't think anyone understands consent because even if they kept showing her um, in like, you know, oh, her hand was on his thigh, blah, blah, whatever else happened. Um, but if she says no, it's no. It doesn't matter at what level of, you know, closeness or act it was like consent means if someone want either partner wanted to stop, it stopped. So mm -hmm. that's another thing I, I wish Jeff also understood in the reunion show. <sighs> It was treated almost like in, especially in the, when they got to the reunion, you know, at least they, they talked about it there, but it was talked about like, oh, who could forget Ted and Gandia? Uh, let's go back to that moment. And that was, uh, boy, uh, just another, you know, wacky thing that happens on yep. Survivor. And it was really treated with a lot of levity 
at that point. I mean, it was referred to as Grindgate. I mean, it was it was not treated like with kid gloves, like in any way, shape, or form. Like uh, David, like in the in the treatment of the show, I, I think they like uh, promoted that this was going to happen. Yeah, they did. And you know, rewatching the reunion now, it was I was cringing mm-hmm. um, almost as much. Now I was at the finale that was another reason by the way that i did rank this a little higher that was my first live finale but uh i wrote in my article about it how i could see gandhia cringing even from my seat Mm -hmm. uh you know whenever this came up and because they played it you know they played her screaming as the lead out to the commercial as the lead back into the commercial Um, now i will tell you 18 years ago this was viewed very differently when I look back at the articles on my website, the, the archived articles, I look at it now and say, wow, we would have covered this so much differently and so much better now mm-hmm. because, you know, Survivor was somewhat new and we didn't understand editing as well. And general consensus was not pro Gandia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking at all the articles, it was unanimously that way. And this was a group of writers who would argue with each other at the drop of a hat about anything. And every article was that way to one degree or another. And, you know, we basically bought off on what the show told us and sold us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The whole way that it plays out in uh, the episode, uh, you know, it really takes a lot of uh, twists and turns where Ted and Gandhi, you know, have uh, have this situation where they sort of that they uh, tell us a bunch of times like, you know, Ted and Gandhi have at least like, you know, somewhat like they a very friendly relationship. Uh, Gandhi Mm -hmm. talks about how she loves having Ted around. Uh, And then we have this uh, moment where one morning Gandhi wakes up and says, hey, look, uh, Ted was, you know, very forward uh, with me. And I was trying to I was trying to move out of the way and he kept moving, kept moving his hand. And they and they have a conversation about it. And, um, you know, Ted apologizes about the whole thing. And then Gandia uh, is like really relieved. But Gandhi also, uh, you know, tells uh, and I'm not sure if she says this in confession. She says this to Ted that she actually had been a, a rape victim. Uh, and so she has this, you know, pre-existing uh, trauma as well. And so she's like processing everything. And she's very, actually very relieved when Ted doesn't like deny that. It happened. I think she thought that Ted was going to say, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It never happened. And then uh, she's so like really relieved. And then they have like sort of like they um, seems like that. OK, they are able to move past this. But then she starts to think about what he was saying. And he says he doesn't know. He didn't. Oh, I, I thought, you know, I thought I was home. I thought you were my wife. Uh, I was confused. And she's like, so that, that doesn't really add up. And she's having these conversations with the other women about it. And at the same time, uh, Helen tells Brian about it. And then the conversation that Ted and Brian have is also when Brian is uh, so dismissive about the whole thing. He's like, uh, Ted is basically, he asked Ted, uh, well, did anything happen? He's like, no, nothing happened. He's like, that's all right. That's all I need to hear. That's it. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then when that information gets back to Gandhi, uh, that, uh, oh, Ted said nothing happened, that's when she really loses her cool. And on top of that, Clay tells us that, oh, Gandhi is having a tantrum. I would, uh, my two-year-old had a tantrum like this once, and then I uh, beat the crap out of it. Which is also, yeah, uh, yeah. really yeah. not great. And this is just yeah. the first episode of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I... 
watching this in light of what happened on 39 yeah especially you know it it, it definitely see when i watched it originally when all of our, the writers watched it initially it looked like gandia was being disingenuous while she was accusing ted of being disingenuous mm -hmm. that's the way it came off as i watched it back now Rob, you said it. I think that as she was thinking about it, plus just her own thoughts swirling around, you know, having been triggered from from her own uh, experience. I think that's why mm. she was looking for support. And the only people she could go to for support were other players of the game. In this case, Jan and Helen, because the producers did not have anyone there. The producers needed to have someone there to pull her aside and say, forget the game. Are you OK? Mm -hmm. Yep. And that is what was necessary. And they didn't have it. And so she had to rely on fellow players. The fellow players talked about it. The reason Helen talked to Brian, I found out in interviews later, was because she was the only one who had any sort of relationship with him of the women. And then you get this telephone game and then it just blows up. And Gandia, you know, just kind of, mm. I mean, she gets very upset for good reason. Yeah. And then, uh, very sadly, from a game perspective, then she is like completely like frozen out. Then where it's like, okay, the guy's like, all right, uh, we want nothing to do with her. And then she's basically like ostracized from the group and becomes the next person to go home uh, from from that group once they go to the next uh, tribal council. Really, because she ended up, you know, having this issue. If this did not come up, uh, I don't know if she would have been the next person to uh, go out of the tribe potentially, but also. Uh, who knows? So it was yeah. uh, it was rough to watch. It, it was actually it was yeah. worse than I remembered from the last time that I that I had seen it. Well, and and clearly it was worse than I remembered, given my ranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was much more much worse than you remember, David. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> so the the thing. Okay, let me start start at the beginning because I have a rant. Um, but uh, of course, if you are listening to this, then of course you uh, you might be triggered by something like this, like uh, as we talked about with the Island of the Idols. And so, if you do have some type of issue, or like uh, this is something that's really hard for you, or if you experience something like this at home, you know you don't have to you don't have to continue to listen to this because we're going to have to talk about this. But also, the National Se uh, Sexual Assault Hotline is there. Rob talked about it last time, but it's one eight hundred Hope. Uh, 1-800-656-HOPE, I believe is the number. So you call that number. If you're having something like this, you're experiencing something like this, please reach out to somebody because like David said, Survivor left Gandhi out all alone. They left her out to dry. When she wakes up in the morning and says this to the cameraman, this should, this should be the moment where that's me talking to a producer for all intents and purposes. The mm -hmm. cameraman gets my firsthand account of what exactly happened to me. And at that point, Survivor is supposed to come and help her because you see what happens when you don't. Like she goes and tells her story, then telephone happens and then it gets misconstrued and it sounds like, oh, Gandia felt she was okay with this and now she's not okay. She changed her mind or something like that. It doesn't matter. If she d was okay with it in the moment, remember, this is a game for a million dollars. She has to not get voted out, but she also has to confront somebody who uh, essentially sexually assaulted her by accident in air quotes, because that's what he said. And then she had to figure out, okay, how do I navigate the game? If I burn this bridge right now, am I next? So maybe she does say, oh, I accept your apology. And in that moment, she might mean it. But then she goes and she thinks about it and thinks, I'm a victim again. I've, I just told this man that I was a victim. And the best he could do was say, oh, I thought you were my wife, my bad. You know, so justice for Gandhi, because she was put in an impossible situation. And this is just a repeat of what we just saw in Island of the Idols. Rob put it in words perfectly. They did. This is probably worse because at least in Island of the Idols, you saw that 
in their crazy, you know, disjointed way, Survivor thought they were handling this, where mm-hmm. this was completely swept under the rug. She didn't even target Ted at that tribal council because she said, I could probably pull Ted back in. The woman is still trying to win a game by by aligning with her assaulter, you know, from her point of view. And Helen is like this. I believe her. I believe this man was inappropriate with her and I'm still not going to vote with her because Helen's thinking about her game. This was a mess. I I thought this was the last, like, I thought this was the worst season. I stand by that. This is not the fourth anything. This is the worst yeah. season because at the end, by the time you make it through the whole season where these people who completely discounted this woman make it to the end, they go to the finale and Jeff's like, Ted, you know, that's some crazy stuff you dealt with, but goddamn, don't you feel like you egged it on a little bit? Like, are you kidding me, Jeff? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, David, again, you make a great point. Back then, People were looking at this through a totally different lens. And mm-hmm. it's a shame that this woman has to be a victim to the like the ignorance of a, of a, a total culture of men that just looked at this and says, I'm going to take that for what like they, we did the Brian thing. You said it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, the survivor survivor showed us this side. So that's exactly what happened when in reality, we should have believed her in the first place. And so that's why this season was so low for me. And that's why it will always be so low for me. Uh, I was shocked that it wasn't dead last. I was shocked that it wasn't second to last. And I think that if you ranked Re- uh, Redemption Island less than this, we have something else to talk about. Um, For Ted, also, that this is uh, he goes from, you know, uh, this whole issue uh, with Gandia and then, you know, with the support of the guys is able to get through this, uh, you know, all of the the charges of the, uh, you know, uh, sexual misconduct with Gandia. But ultimately, the people that he turns to for help, ultimately, then. Ted ends up on the uh, being on the receiving end then of a couple of ugly uh, race uh, racism, at least allegations and nothing that we Mm -hmm. saw in the show. And Mm -hmm. then by the end of the season that this thing pivots where then out of nowhere, which we didn't really see in the show, you know, a lot of the final tribal council is hinging on, you know, did the players make racist remarks towards Ted at the final, you know, that comes up at the final tribal council. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I will tell you, I interviewed Helen. I interviewed Ted. I interviewed Clay. And basically what happened for, if you didn't get it all out of what we saw Mm -hmm. was when they went to Ponderosa, they were talking about racism in general and uh, they being uh, Ted and Helen. And Ted says, uh, hey, did you happen to hear Clay make any racist comments? Now, I don't know why anyone would think Clay, of all people, would make them. But um, but and Helen says, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't tell him what it was. So then Ted takes this information and goes to the tribal council and says it. But he doesn't know what it was that was said. Clay gets all upset. Um, he Uh, You know, he denies it. He denied it in interviews later. He said to me, um, I detest I I really detest racist people, Uh, which is interesting because when I interviewed Ted, Ted used exactly those same words. I really detest racist people. They Mm -hmm. both said exactly the same words. Um, And then when I interviewed Helen, she wouldn't tell me what the comment was. Ted thought that Helen had at least told Clay. Clay says no. And Helen says no. So to this day, I'm not sure anyone knows what the comment was. Mm -hmm. All we know is there was a comment made. Brian said he overheard it. But then later we find out that it may be that Brian also made racist comments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'll also say with Clay's confessional with Gandia um, and the whole issue, he says, as soon as I saw this woman, I didn't think, you know, whatever. Um, As soon as I saw her, I I always knew she was going to be a problem woman. That was uh, his, uh, not his, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's what he says. As soon as I looked at her, I knew she was a problem woman. Exactly. So to me, that tells you everything you need to know about Clay as a person. And it doesn't even, like, I agree that maybe we see Helen's character like Helen's great. I want to make that clear, but also like doesn't really want to rock the boat in the same way. Mm-hmm. We see that through her votes. So mm-hmm. to me, this is like real life and she's definitely not going to rock the boat in real life. So that's why it unfortunately makes sense. And it's unfortunately why we're still dealing with all these real issues. But that's exactly why to me, like that's all we need to know about Clay is that confessional. And it doesn't even matter what else he says. And that's and you know how this whole tribe was acting is why a woman would probably not win that season anyway. So it was just it, to, that's another reason why it was so I think frustrating to watch because you just see these smug men and they're winning and they're getting far and you're just like, please, someone help me. <laughs> no, <there's> no help. <laughs> no. No. Here we are. <laughs> Yeah, you and you wonder why Gandhi's, uh, you know, uh, thing falls on deaf ears, right? Like the guy who said, I knew she was trouble from since day one based off of how she looks. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't believe her in this sexual assault situation. No kidding. You thought she was trouble because she was standing over there being black. You know, like, wow. Congratulations, Clay. You did exactly what everyone thought you were going to do because of where you're from. And I'm from the South. I don't like to look at people who are from the South and say that, you know, because you're from the South, you probably think a certain way. But when people like Clay make comments like that, it kind of reinforces this idea that people from the South are going to act like that. And that would be another reason why you wouldn't think you could go to a Clay to talk about your sexual assault. It all feeds into it into each other, which is, again, why this season sucks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are a lot of the problems uh, of things that we go back and look at and say, boy, uh, this didn't get enough t- attention at the time. Uh, it's also a season with, uh, it's a really straight shot here. Uh, there is very little suspense as to what is going to happen next. Uh, Sasha, this is, uh, I think, a season <laughs> without any suspense whatsoever. Yeah, the only person getting a strategy confessional. I wonder if this person is the one winning the game because everyone else is talking about the, you know, fish and food and, oh, they're not building a shelter. They're building a shelter. I think food is more important, whatever. But the one person that's actually like, oh, this is what I think. This is how I'm going to work the game. I wonder if he wins. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, Survivor. Yeah. yeah, this is more boring than Redemption Island. Yeah. Redemption yes. Island, yes, yes. Yeah. Redemption Island. You had Redemption Island. That's new. That's sexy. You had uh, the dang uh, idol. You got the immunity idol. You got two favorite players of all time. Whether you love them or hate them, they're they are you know survivor mm-hmm. icons and Rob and Russell. You got Philip, who is a character in and of itself. And then on this season, y- y- what do you got? You got Helen. You got, you got dummies. Man. That's what right. you got. You, you got dummies. You know, Shean is an all-star. She doesn't even make jury. So <laughs> that's 
this is insane because <laughs> it's but, so boring. But there was a fish sorting immunity challenge. I mean, where else are you going to get a fish sorting immunity challenge? Any you other know? Survivor season. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and the challenges were even boring. Um, yeah. Oh, these were yes. oh I like the challenges. I, such a, I, I will say. Boring. <laughs> so in, in terms of the challenges this season, it feels like that they try to do something different. And maybe your mileage may vary. Is this good or bad? Uh, David, it seems like that they went out of their way to do challenges that really did not prioritize physical strength and mm-hmm. then kind of threw that all away. Like at the very end, in the, yeah. in the last couple of challenges are like all physical strength. But it really felt like and I noticed it, especially in the pre-merge, it seemed like, OK, the reward challenge is going to be a physical challenge. And then a lot of the immunity challenges were more mental challenges of puzzles or, or strategy games. Problem is they did not make great television. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like I said, that fish sorting challenge, I would rank it. Well, we all know about my ranking, but uh, I would rank, no, I would rank it possibly the worst challenge ever because you couldn't, it, it was short. It was boring. You couldn't see what was happening. They were just, they were taking fish from one place and putting it somewhere else. Um, and I mean, they were like putting like a big raw fish in, in their, their mouth. mouth. Yeah, they were putting yeah. it in their mouth. It was which as we later found, we later found from Stephanie's video, oh, no. which by the way, also oh. huge problems. But we later found that she was okay with putting a, a raw fish in her mouth. But oh. um, she's okay with a lot of things. When it yes, like. apparently. <laughs> um, but. I mean, the, you know, the other one, the, the, the following episode, episode six is, I'm going to keep going here. Pretend you didn't say that. Um, yeah. Uh, the flag, the flag taking challenge. Mm-hmm. It was a mental challenge. Oh, I, I but dull as heck. Yes. I mean, okay, we're going to take a couple. Okay. We're going to up. Oh, we screwed up. We lose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There was a, yeah, a, a lot of like, they could have did a puzzling. second round. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I mean, what about uh, there's another challenge where it's like, okay, make shapes out of these, like recreate the shape with your your panograms. Uh, It's no Enneagrams when it comes to being interesting. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Some people would say that's not even interesting. But, you know, the tangrams, I remember when I was in elementary school, we had those. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw the survivors doing it, I said, why? <laughs> because I did this when I was a child. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have a question for David, though. David, okay. um, the fish challenge. Do you have any insight to how Jeff was able to judge that challenge so quickly? Because it looked like he just kind of <laughs> glanced at the bucket and said, nope, you missed the fish. How does he see this? I, I, the cameraman must have been keeping track or he must have been keeping track along the way yeah. because otherwise normally for puzzles, you know, he has cards or else he knows what it is. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's little you know radio I mean? transmitters at each fish. <laughs> this is just like in the Amazing Race, right, where it's the actual judge isn't the yes. one judging. They're right. just there. So, I, yeah, I think it was definitely one of the production is like, no, this is what happened. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> David, David, just like in the real time, was there any sort of debate over whether or not Brian was going to win the season? Like, did the fans all think, Oof. okay, well, this is a runaway. Brian is definitely going to win. I didn't look at all those articles. I know that we had a um, a, a particular guy writing about strategy. He was actually a, an expert in uh, political science, and he wrote for us for a little while. I bet he's been busy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if he's not retired by now. Yeah. Um, but but he kept writing articles about how Helen could manipulate the situation to win. 
And Helen told me later that her husband kept printing them out, knowing full well she didn't win and giving them to her. Like, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. Why Helen lost? And so it's hard to say off the top of my head. I do think that there were different possibilities, but and we weren't as into watching the edit back mm-hmm. then, you know, like like you said uh, that that well, he's the only one getting strategy confessionals. Well, like some of them had no strategy, <laughs> and you you just don't know. So I think that a lot of us saw it coming, but I mean, we knew Jan wasn't going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nobody could talk <laughs> strategy Jan. with Jan. Oh, I love Jan, but <laughs> she was great. Everybody, I, everybody I interviewed said you could not talk strategy with her. She she. She was like, uh, like when they get to the final five, oh, I don't think anybody has used the word alliance. Right, Jan. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then I think, uh, Helen told me what you, she would give these non sequiturs, like, um, uh, well, what if, what if, uh, we vote this way? What if we vote out clay? And Jan would say, but I haven't won immunity yet. Mm-hmm. Helen would be like, what, what, what? Um, so, yeah. you know, she was a nice so lady. Getting, she wasn't all there. Jan. Right. Yeah. Right. Survivor and, likes to say, right, like they didn't have food. So you think the challenge is easier. You think it's easy because you're fully fed. So maybe that's my reasoning for Jan. <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. Um, <laughs> because Ted did give her props for picking her original team, which was while True. she still had food in her system. Uh, she actually picked the team according to who paid attention um, in the in the pregame stuff about how to survive and how to do things. Oh, interesting. Oh. And it looked and it worked out for her just as right. yeah, Jan that's right. to the final three. Mm-hmm. Look, where, where's Jake? All right now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, give Jan what she deserves. Yeah. Uh, we're about a half hour into this. Uh, we haven't talked too much about Brian. And I feel like so mm-hmm. uh, if and, and there are certainly Survivor Thailand defenders out there besides David Bloomberg. I saw a lot of them when we posted this on Twitter. Like, what? That's too low. Brian Heidick is so great. I, I think we should talk a little bit about Brian and his game here in uh, Survivor Thailand. Uh, first off, David, for you. Did Brian Heidegg's game hold up? Yes. Uh, and, and that is another reason that I rated this so highly. When I was going through and ranking, I was like, Brian is a, a great winner in terms of strategy, not in terms of personality. Um, but, or not in terms of who he is as a human, forget personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I will say that he still is in the rules seven times his name appears in the rules for his strategic moves. And, you know, he had the overall tribal alliance. He had all these sub alliances. He had one with Clay. He had one with Ted, had one with Helen. Jan was always in there. Pretty sure he made one with McGilla the monkey. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and everybody was happy. Everyone was secure until he cut them. And even when they saw other people get cut, they didn't think it would happen to them. Mm-hmm. He knew that how to do it. And they were all surprised at how cold he was in watching it back. When they saw his, his confessionals, they never saw that side of him. And, you know, so yes, I do think that his strategy holds up. Although when I interviewed him, he gave mostly one word answers. Except when I said advice for future players, he said, don't be like Brian. You will get caught. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. You you make a good argument. I, I I don't think Brian played a bad game. I think for someone like him, he probably, probably played a really really good game, right? Because like he said, being like him will get you caught. And I think he was masterful in not telling the people what he was really thinking about them. Um, the people he did talk to didn't go back and squeal on them to other right. people. If you look at the Boston Rob strategy of like going to the end with Philip, he had his Philip. It was just Clay. Um, you know, it, he basically did the same thing. He had like a final like his his alliance went up against the other alliance. They got down to the merge they started to whittle them away and then he went to the end with two people who he was who were disliked or two people who people didn't respect for their game so jan mm-hmm. was never gonna beat him and neither was clay and honestly ted probably wasn't gonna beat him either so uh you know it's a debate whether or not helen would have done it but i mean you can't really ask for more from a survivor player who's in that position like what did you want him to do backstab jan why you know <laughs> so I, you can't really ask for more of brian heideck also since you know that like you know, since at, uh, in his personal life that he is kind of like, like David said, he's not the most personable in those moments and this, that, and other. He had to turn that on. This man was essentially right. faking for the entire time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so... I mean, he's a used car salesman. Off. Like, this is like his right. job. Right, right. allegedly. Yeah. Right. And so... And he, also so made, he also made films. Don't right. Forget. You know, right. filmmaker. Correct. Right. Yes. But, yeah. but yeah, like... Abbott his Archer also. House of yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his whole house of cards could have come tumbling down at any time just because he's just not the person he was trying to be and i think the the best example of that is when they have the family videos right and his oh, and yeah. his wife is like dancing in the video he has a nice house and these expensive cars and everybody's looking like Brian doesn't need the money. And that was the first time they started looking at him and like, mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. this is somebody we can get rid of because now we see him and he literally says I don't want them knowing anything about me because they'll realize that I'm the bad guy and they'll, and they'll get rid of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he yeah. navigated that. Russell Hans was not able to do what, t- what Brian did. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Sasha, Brian what? should have thrown that challenge. <laughs> he didn't know what was on the video. Uh, <laughs> he should. He knew his wife. Yeah. He should have known. What oh was gonna my be on God. The video. He was like, CC. turn this lady off. We don't need this. Yeah. Like, uh, why don't usually- we just... Uh, we could catch the rest later. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, it's fine. Like him versus Helen, right? Like eyeing her husband. Like you better win this. And like he was the exact opposite. Like we don't we don't need her. Please, like she's she's good for herself. Please let her be there, not here. Mm-hmm. Like period. Yeah, and Clay is eyeing his wife as well. Clay is like, yeah, it looked good. Oh yeah, yeah, we need to pick his job. We need to go next. In in case people are have not rewatched the season, so uh, we we've gotten into that. In there's a loved ones challenge in Survivor Thailand, and the loved ones challenge for anybody who did not recently rewatch this is the gross food challenge. Which again, this was an interesting idea outside of the box. Uh, The loved ones show up. Jeff says, "Boy." Uh, I bet you you guys would do anything to see your loved ones. You would eat anything, like, but would they? And then this was an interesting experiment. Not all of them. Yes, yeah. Because Chappelle, uh, I do think this is the marriage test. This is the, this is the test. Will the marriage survive? Will your wife eat a tarantula to see you after Ooh. after a month? And if the right. answer is no, ah, uh, probably this is not going to work. My well, husband said no. <laughs> yeah he, he looked at me and he was like for what um and then i was like to see me to hang out with me for 24 hours he's like i mean i love you but i'm arachnophobic and i was like mm-hmm. no but you have to and then i started thinking about the actual rules of like well do you really want to win the loved one challenge i was like okay fine i'll let you yeah. not do but it but you gotta it's at fine. least try you gotta at yeah. least go through the motions 
Yes. Yeah. And, well, unless you're Brian or, or Sasha's spouse at this point, you don't have yeah. to try. Because, I mean, Sasha would want you to try, but, I mean, Brian does not want this. He does not want this woman to win this challenge. No. He's going to expose him. And so, you know, for her, she didn't even have to try. But, I mean, in your husband's defense, Sasha, you were going to come home in at least a week or two, you know. Right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and so, what you know, fine. Yeah. Strategically, also, yeah, just in case anybody <laughs> didn't know, uh, update, Brian and Cece are no longer together. Oh, yes. what? Yes. Tea. Yes. They, they am, did not stand I, the test of time. Oh, Brian no. Check back with me. I remember there was at least one uh, court <laughs> visit uh, <laughs> along the way there. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, uh, just going back to Brian overall, Sasha, what was your opinion yeah. of uh, Brian going back and watching him? So I just I definitely watch it with my heart I will say so I 100% agree with y'all with the strategic piece like I do think that he was it wasn't even close right like to number two it was in the votes but actually um, it wasn't even close so I agree with y'all 100% but I just could not separate his just his the way he spoke to the women the women knew like it's not even that he was doing it only in confessionals like he was saying you know like wow this is like the olden days and he said it to helen he said it to jan so to me like i just he's so frustrating and unbearable and the entitlement like that's what it was for me so i do think that strategically he is a really good player like taking the goat right to the end was him um so i understand it and i want to give him that props but i just i can't separate him from like or separate sorry his strategic piece from like all the ratchet stuff he was doing at camp and like i just you know to, to me like i still think he's a lower level winner because like overall i think you like i want to be able to say i'm proud i voted for you to win and i don't think any of them were Mm. Oh, no, no, no. Well, maybe maybe one was was proud, but (laughs) definitely not. I mean, I don't understand why you have a problem with him saying, you know, like women belong in the kitchen and, you know, know, men go out hunt, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, that was I didn't remember that he had done it in front of the women. Um, You know, I thought it was all just him and clay so you know look clay i'm just like you you know type of thing um but yeah that was just and the number of times that survivor production showed their winner saying these things you know anyone who says that the winners always got the golden edit forget it yeah (laughs) yeah Yes, but but people came away from this thinking that Brian was admirable as a winner. You know, like that's the thing for his edit to be so bad in air quotes again. Mm-hmm. Um, people still like no Brian hype. That's the Ice Man. You know, mm-hmm. he's he he's top. He's one of the best winners of all time. Da 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 da. da. Like honestly, he sucks. And <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he won the game, but I mean, yeah. at what cost? Like right, like so the Gandhi thing happens. Boom, there's that. But then like even like the racial undertones and the misogyny mm-hmm. and all this other stuff combined. I've never heard the R word sir, said so many times in one season of television. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, my god! And so just all of that so combined by, by a lot yeah. of different people. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. it yeah. was just commonplace. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. And so you know, for me, I'm with Sasha. Like if. I would like to root for my winner. I, I was really hard on Tommy. I laughed at him for like five or 10 minutes last mm-hmm. time we talked about Tommy as a winner. Cause I said at no point in the season, are you rooting for Tommy? And I guess you could root for Brian. If you are a fan of like this strategy, this strategic cold individual, but 
if that's what you want out of a woman, that's for you. Right. (laughs) I like the cold winter. Like, I'm a Slytherin. I get it. Like, it's fine. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you can be cold. You can be, you know, like, sociopathic. But, like, why are you being a jerk? Like, to me, that's the problem. Can I say something that's going to come across as a really hot take? Okay, get ready for this. Uh, Everybody, uh, yeah, open the refrigerator because uh, you're going to need to cool off after this hot take. I think Tommy is a better winner than Brian Hyde. Yes. Ice cold. Oh, that was Mr. Freeze take? Dave Goldberg's shaking his head. Dave Goldberg's like, no way. No, I I do think Tommy's a good winner. I will say that. Well, let me talk it through. Let me talk it through before you shoot me down. Because I think Uh, that, that Brian, that yes, he is like, uh, yeah, sure. He is, uh, Michael Jordan out there against, I think, very low competition where Tommy is actually forming like the same sort of like social bonds where that, uh, Brian Heideck is like a sociopath where he sort of like is a mirror. He's able to give people back what they're giving him. I think Tommy was better than that. And I think he did yeah. it against better competition. And you could say this makes him better or worse, but Tommy didn't have to win challenges at the at, at the very end where Brian ends up being protected towards the end. Tommy did it without having to win any of those challenges. I think that he's probably better than he's a better version of Brian Heideck. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't think he needed to win those challenges. I think in his mind, he might have needed to because if the other players had been smart, they would have ganged up on him. But none of them could ever get together to gang up on him because they all thought they were the final two with him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was, I mean, it's a tough call. I liked Tommy as like, a winner not for, for a lot of the reasons. husband showed up and in 10 minutes, he's like, here's the plan. Here's what you have to do. The, yeah. you, guys, you get together, you vote yeah. out Brian and then you'll win. Like, ah, oh, Helen's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, right. Helen and, wrote, uh, yeah. my God, lady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that is a good point that you, you are right. They were lower level, I would say, Players. And I love Helen. Also, right. But also, he had those same people on the jury. The people who voted for Clay voted for Clay because Clay was honest or learned his life, their life story. Yes, exactly, Sasha. Uh, That's exactly the. I mean, here's how I think this jury went. Okay. Clay gets three votes. Uh, Penny and Aaron uh, happened to be the only two people that uh, Clay took any interest in. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder why. And then Brian said it's something, only half of Aaron, you know, yeah. so egregious to Ken <laughs> that even Ken was like, I-, I can't do it. I have to vote for Clay. You're lying to point blank to my face that you didn't say what I, what you said to me. Yeah. And so I'm punishing you. I'm voting for Clay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It was, it's, I don't know. It's difficult to compare. Like I said, I like Tommy more than a lot of people did. I thought that, you know, I liked the way he won, even though you couldn't really see it, yeah. it wasn't exactly fireworks on TV mm-hmm. um, because, you know, but I even think that that Brian was bad in a couple of spots. Like he sort of like he goes to Ted and he basically like if Ted was a little more yes. with it with the game, like Ted is like, oh, Brian's not taking me to the final two. Uh, he's sort of like, hey, uh, Ted, uh, business trip, uh, you know <laughs> how it is. So let's just see how it goes. But uh, if you need to know anything and, and Ted's like. Brian, are you flipping on me? No, 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 no. But, you, you know, just, like, you know, I'll, I'll let you know if I hear anything. You know? Yeah, I think everyone's also the, win- like, hero of their own story. And that, like, Brian used that, it, like, against them. Because basically, he's like, 
I will like, you're so great. Or like, you know, you're with me, you're with me. Like, you know, you want to be in my kingdom, right? Like Brian almost was given by, by his tribe. I will say like, um, this almost like a pedestal that he snatched and he was like, yes, this is mine. I'm going to be on here. And now you want to get close to me. So I agree. That's why I feel like I'm in between um, where the both of you are on the spectrum, because I agree that it's not his fault. He got this dummies of a cast. Right. Um, <laughs> But he also like is so frustrating and like really was just wilding out doing all kinds of stuff and like they and it was hard to watch and I don't know as a winner like that's what I want to see on the TV either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of lean with I'm with I'm with Sasha on this one because I, I I hear what David is saying and I actually agree with David that I don't think Brian would have had to win all those challenges. Matter of fact, he didn't win them back to back. Like he would win a challenge and then like the next one he would win like the the reward. But then like um. Clay would win the next immunity and then Helen won one. And, and like the, each of the final five minus Jan won a challenge on the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like Brian like was like steamrolling and they just never could touch him. Right. This was a, they, they had opportunities to get him out. I, but at the end, when you're looking, when you got Helen looking at Jan, like girl, let's go, let's, yeah. let's get them. And she's just like, well, I mean, I didn't really hear you say that you wanted to vote them out. Like that's that's frustrating. So, but yeah, well, that was karma for Helen, first of all, because yeah. on account that she should have stuck three to three women and not voted Gandhi out. But anyway, well, in, yeah. in, in to go back to the Gandhi vote. So what happens there is that so the three men are together in lockstep. Gandhi is like, oh, well, let's shake this up. Let's get this to three three. And I I don't think that it was really clear like what the tiebreak rule was going to be at that time, no, especially it was, in the, it was in, not in, in the pre merge. Um, so Jan says like, Hey, I, uh, like, uh, she is like, okay, I, I, I will vote with you, Gandhi. She's the one person, but she's like, but I like Ted too much. Can't vote. Out, I won't vote out Ted. So Gandhi yeah. is like, you know what? I'll take it. Uh, we'll vote out Ted next time. Okay. And then they go to Helen, but Helen doesn't want to force uh, a three, three mm-hmm. tie in that spot. Yeah, like Sasha said, this is karma. Justice for Jan. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> had had they let's say they gone to rocks, you know, and uh Brian went home then. Oh, look at that, Helen. You're now the front runner. Who knew? Who would have thought? Who yeah. would have thought? So, you know, that that's just an alternate reality. We don't really know what would have happened, but we do know what did happen. And it and what Rob is saying is very, very valid for Tommy. He had idols thrown at him and twists and people going and getting and hints and, and tools from the the you know, Sandra and Rob, and they're coming back with ammo against him. The man is colorblind looking for a hidden immunity idol. Tommy <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, was out there moving. I, like I said, I laughed at him, but I mean, he had to deal with a lot more and he had to navigate so much. There were so many bigger threats in front of Tommy that he had to get rid of. Brian didn't have to really get rid of any bigger threats. He just got but rid that's of not Brian's eyes. fault. That's not mm-hmm. Brian's yeah. fault. Though. That's, no, that's, that's, that's casting's fault. That is casting's yeah. fault. Yeah, but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, so both of them kind of mm-hmm. had to deal with it, but I can see why you would rank them, uh, mm-hmm. rank uh, Tommy over, over Brian. Mm-hmm. I don't have a real big argument why you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> David, what about though, uh, in fairness to Brian, does he get credit for inventing the thing? of hey i'm gonna make a final two deal with everybody i mean he at least gets it in in the rules in the long you know the long version of the rules we mentioned it there and it's similar you know like uh, uh, jessica and i talked about this at ghost island dominic and wendell functioned as a duo of brian like they as a duo functioned as brian they each had their their individual alliances much like he did and 
I do think he gets credit for creating it. Now, would someone else have eventually created it? Probably. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was in an early season. So, you, you know, you're you're going to see a lot more mentions of the early seasons in a historical document like the rules. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that that he gets credit for it. We'll be right back to talk with the panel about the fake merge from Survivor Thailand. But first, I want to take a moment and thank a sponsor. Those are our friends over at Honey, the browser extension that can save you money. Try Honey today at joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. Look, we've been saying for a long time, thinking is overrated between work, home, school, kids, relationships, the world. You've got enough on your plate to think about. That's why Honey is here to make at least one aspect of your life a lot less complicated, and that's saving money when you're shopping online. All you have to do is add Honey to your computer browser for free and shop on lots of your favorite websites just like normal. And when Honey finds a coupon, it will automatically tell you, applying the correct codes and dropping the price in in a flash. No thinking, no remembering, no searching, just blissful automation, and saving money. It's already found over $1 billion in savings automatically. There's so many different things that you would rather think about than saving money, like some of the better Survivor seasons, not including Survivor Thailand. There's so many of them. Honey is literally a no-brainer. In just a few seconds, you could have one less thing to worry about. So what are you waiting for? I've used the Honey browser extension uh, so many different times to save money, especially we're only a couple of weeks away from Valentine's Day. I find that online florists always have a code. You could be saving 15, 20% just by using the Honey browser extension. Uh, Anytime that Nicole is buying some apparel online, I'm always like, hey, don't forget to use the Honey browser extension. So many different ways you could be using it. Try Honey today at joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. That's joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. All right, let's get back to Survivor Thailand talk and uh, fake merge. Good thing, bad thing. The fake merge is a big part of this season. I think it's ultimately the high point of the season. But the question is, at what cost? Chappelle, the the, the fake merge, uh, did it help or hurt the season? It gave you something to watch mm-hmm. because up until then, what were you doing? Right. But no, it didn't help the season. The The fake merge paints. Okay. Let me paint the picture for the people who didn't yeah, rewatch do. it. Yeah, so you paint got, the picture. yeah. You got Sheehan and Sheehan is on this tribe of people who dislike her for whatever reason. She can't figure it out. They're saying sometimes she's saying it might be cultural. They don't like the way she eats. She doesn't. Uh, she has a, an attitude that they aren't really dealing with. She's also a woman and a minority on this tribe full of Southerners, you know, like, so there, there are reasons why there is a disconnect here. Nobody puts an exact word to it. Even she and she says it could be cultural, but she doesn't really know it. She thinks it's a mixture of about a lot of things. She's on this tribe with people she doesn't like, and she's been managing to just make her way through the game, just slowly getting rid of more, more likable people than her. Honestly, I mean, more dislikable mm-hmm. people than her. And so when she finally gets to the what she thinks is the merge, Jeff sits them all down and says, like, hey, you guys are going to be on one beach now. Go 
interview each other. They do this whole like meet and greet, like come to Jesus meeting. Whoop, whoop. They do all that stuff. Then Jeff sends them back to, to, to the island by themselves, like together as a whole group. But he never says the word merge. And that's like the big twist. Like he never said merge. So she and of course thinking this is my opportunity to get away from these people who've been bullying me for the entire game. I'm just looking for a somebody to talk to. And these people are willing to talk to her. The problem is she kind of is leaving behind the two allies that she did have on that tribe in Ken and uh, Ta- Jake. what's his name? Jake. 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 Thank you. Um, yeah. So she's leaving them behind. So that's kind of like the most suspenseful moment is like, is she Ann going to betray her allies to go with this new tribe? Boom. She finds out it's not even a merge. Y'all are still separate. Y'all are just living on the beach. One world style. Her, they go to tribal council and they're looking at her like, well, girl, we saw you about to flip. You got to go. Mm-hmm. And then she does. And so Sheehan has this arc of being bullied all the way up until the rug is snatched up under her for she almost escaped her bullying. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's great for television, honestly. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big surprise. Uh, I mean, I think that Sheehan also does a bad job in that Ken comes to her and asks her, like, hey, where's your head at? And she tells Ken that, like, I'm, I'm not voting with you. Uh, like, uh, you know, I, she, she really has a problem with Penny and with Aaron. Uh, she doesn't have a problem. Uh, with Ken and Jake, and she's a little bit like. Uh, eventually, she's like, uh, "Like, hey, come with me. These are these are really good people on the other side," which is a very bad read on Sheehan's part. Uh, they are not very uh, decent people over on, on Chewy Gone. Yeah, yeah, on both sides. <laughs> she did not really think that the people were so hot on Soup Jai. Uh, <laughs> so she was like, "Yeah, these are these are wonderful people that were that are on the. This is why I would want to be with them." Uh, and it is a great moment. You know, they really they really played up uh, the rug getting pulled out from under uh, Sheehan. But uh, it ends up really setting the course for what will be a long, painful next four episodes, Sasha. Yeah. And I think it's just Sheehan's story also, right, is so interesting because... Um, you know, as an Asian woman, like it's not easy being on these shows. Like it's not like there's so many of us even on it or getting on it all the time. Um, and you know, like, um, it's really interesting how they talk about how she eats. It was yeah. really frustrating for me because, and you know, growing up in India, like, yeah, you eat chicken necks. Like I eat them. So what Rob with two bees? Also, you're starving. Like I'd yeah. consider it. I, I wouldn't eat them normally. I'd consider it on Survivor. Yeah, and the, and it's wild because like first of all they start you know that almost ruptures them from the start. Her with a few others where um, it's just kind of like oh you know I don't like the way she is. It's just something about her. I wonder what it is. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, yeah, I think like she was doing well, like not well, but I think she had like allies. Um, and then all of a sudden, I like the fake merge. I think it was something different. Um, yeah. This season was quite boring, and we needed something to shake things up it just you know like i like i lived for ted looking like an oscar trophy <laughs> like a gold head like what was that but you know so i i liked it and i liked the little tribe ambassadors i thought yeah. that was nice um it was interesting also, uh in terms of what they did it ends up really like uh making the season worse yeah. overall and i say and i am many people have commented that i'm very hard on Shean in the evolution of strategy. But I will say that I, I actually really enjoyed her here in Survivor Thailand. I think that uh, Sheehan's thing is, and she's a really great in the confessional, but most of her confessionals are these idiots. They don't know what they're doing. And when she is dunking on Sukjai people, it's wonderful. 
But when she's like trying to saying like, uh, hey, th- these idiots, Richard Hatch, Boston Rob, uh, you know, Ethan, Kathy, uh, you know, that it, to me, it doesn't play the same. It doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Her talk calling, you know, the Survivor All-Stars, uh, the legends, all a bunch of idiots. Rob, I believe your direct quote was, Shein, where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> but was that from here? Was that from this? Was that from Thailand? That, that was TOS for uh, All Stars. All Stars. Yeah. She's really yeah, good at confessional. Yeah, you make a good point. I think a lot of Shein's criticisms toward the rest of the tribe is definitely like, I knew the answer and I could have stepped in, but I didn't. And mm-hmm, a right. part of that is that she doesn't like these people, but also, well, she and we, we come to watch you play the game. And if your whole game is, I could have helped them, but I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, like it's hard to root for you then too, you know, cause you are them. Y'all are a tribe and y'all have to win these challenges. Uh, I remember there's one moment where she says, I could have done a logic puzzle with my eyes closed. Like I can do any logic puzzle. Well, when they bring out the flags, Oh, look, she and like, lost. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> And she was the one like being like, wait, what should you do? You have to help me, guys. And it's like, I need you to pick a side. It's either that you're the executive recruiter or you are, you know, like a sad little woman. Pick one side because both is not working for me. She's a great taxi driver. She is. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's enough ripping on the best person ever, <laughs> Shean. You know, she's, she's still I, the I, best I, person on I, this path, I, I think. I, I mean, yeah. I may be she's a little a biased for because sure. of what I said earlier, <laughs> but uh, just just a little bit biased. But yeah. okay. I, I, I will say when when uh, when you know watching the fake merge live, oh. I thought it was absolutely unfair. It was so unfair. How could they do that? And you screwed over Sheehan. This was before I even, you know, uh, knew uh, that, that she had used my articles and, and everything. And, and it was so bad. What, rewatching it, I'm like, wait, where, where are the buffs? Where, where's the, the merge flag? You yeah. know, where's... <laughs> merge, but, <laughs> but, but then I have to think of, this was only the fifth season. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, there's no way they could pull this off now. And, you know, when I interviewed Sheehan, she said... Everybody thought it was a real merge. It came on the same day as the real merge. They were just waiting for their new buffs and flag to be delivered. You know, they they didn't think there was anything wrong. Yeah. I will say that in fairness to production, then, you know, and it felt it does feel like, boy, but they should just merge them. But, you know, there is the opportunity. They have another challenge where at least Sukjai had a shot that if they win the next immunity, okay, now you can merge them at 4-4 at the final mm-hmm. eight. Uh, mm-hmm. If they don't lose that uh, immunity challenge where they all have to do the snorkel underwater. And it's kind of close. Uh, could have been a different season had the soup Jai uh, just gone on to win that next challenge. So uh, mm-hmm. it was an interesting swing, but ultimately it ends up being something that, that holds the season back. And they didn't even put their best player in that challenge. Helen sat out, which is, again, another mm-hmm. thing with how awful the, their planning but, is. How do you not have a Navy swim instructor? Helen pulled herself that? from that challenge. Right. From the interviews I did. I did I, I, why, Helen? Uh, yeah, nobody knew. Helen. Yeah. Helen was pushed. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So, um, I do have a question, though, for Rob and David, because y'all were there back then. Sasha, if you know this one, chime in for me. Uh, how often did they do the fake, like, um, like the fake, like, hey, anybody want to switch tribes? Because I thought that was pretty weird to see on television where Jeff, like, oh. I'm going to take five minutes of yeah. the episode and just ask mm-hmm. you, does anybody want to switch tribe? Now, before you say anything, let me just stare at you and let the music play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nobody? 
I feel okay. like that uh, there's another season where they did that, and then that they uh, and, and and David, uh, if you know the what what this is, I feel like there's another season where they allegedly did this, and then nobody did it, and they just cut it, left it out of the show. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's the only time I remember yeah. seeing it on TV, and it was kind of like I, I mean, I had totally forgotten that it even existed till yes. till the rewatch because it was such a nothing. It's like I, I think the only reason they they showed it was because it was later she would essentially, mm. you know, say, oh, mm-hmm. I should have done that. You yeah, know? there is a point just for people who didn't rewatch the season. There's an auction at the uh, in the fifth episode, and they give anybody an opportunity to switch to the other tribe, and everybody uh, thinks about it, and then nobody ultimately ends up doing it so it's a true uh nothing burger was the first item at the auction okay (laughs) i made a list of good things actually from the season okay so yeah let's see let's see if uh i i'm out on a limb on any of these uh good things i took away from survivor thailand for the david bloomberg's of the world that's a uh, top four (laughs) season okay more baby all right good thing the survivor thailand theme song is a bop two thumbs up Mm-hmm. It was on my list too. Yes, yeah. in my notes. It's really good. Maybe one, maybe one of the best. The soundtrack the entire time. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. you know, this mm-hmm. was at a time where they really tried to make every season of the show feel different. Something that is jarring, where every single season is in Fiji now, and they really did a lot with the song, the overall score, and the tribal council is stunning. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly oh, yeah. what i was gonna say i was like okay i don't want to go on the podcast with such you know just so negative so what am i gonna do and i literally have the first thing i like the tribal set because <laughs> and i looked up other tribal sets i looked up like top 10 survival tribal survivor tribal sets and to me thailand is still number one it's, it's the best so one. nice yeah yeah so china different. comes close but um that because they built it from scratch too but that's the only one i Loved it. You really felt like you were. They wasted it on your... these people. Well, yeah. yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So we have our attack zone challenge. Uh, Chappelle, I wasn't sure if this was a good or a bad, uh, but I'm going to have it in the good column. The the outcome of the challenge. What do you have in the good column? Like uh, per, it's like memorable. The actual build. It's memorable. Yes. Too many oh, players. Certainly memorable. Yeah. Too many players yeah. were breaking the rules. Uh, Suk Jai has a huge lead, and then they end up all like you have to like be. There's like three feet as a bridge, and there's like three feet of like black paint on it, and you have to be standing in there to engage the other people in attacking. And Suk Jai. They just go completely ham and just try to just uh, just like uh, power bombing people and <laughs> dive tackling and ultimately Rob with two B's ends up choking Clay at one point in the show. Thank you. So is that the Jeff, good part? Is, is that the good part that you're talking about? Like, no, there? no, 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 guys, come on! And then the Franken bite. How many times do I have to tell you? Don't yeah. be in the attack zone. <laughs> like, you made that up, yeah. Jeff. You did not say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephanie pulls somebody in from the water. Stephanie, you were in the water. Come on. <laughs> Nowhere near the attack zone. It was literally like watching an episode of The Challenge because they were just wild. Like, they literally did not care. They were like, we're winning. I don't care yeah. what the rules and, are. It's a wrap. And Jeff was like reversing points. Like, he was disqualified. <laughs> yeah. 
people like, all right, take another point away from them. Give it to you. <laughs> double yeah, four, over there, four double times. Over yeah. And it, that's how they won the challenge. It is. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> go ahead, Chappelle. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Rob, this is number two on your list of good things, right? Well, it's a sequential <laughs> order. This is only the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's not ranked by Rob, my top ten. Yeah. I mean, then Rob complains back at, at camp that they lost by a bunch of rules. Well, I mean, hey, yes, that's right. Yeah. We'll talk about who lost because of rules there. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the face, David. Yeah. Also, I guess let's put this under this. Uh, Rob with two Bs at least gives us something on a season that we have a lot of people who are very dull in this season, yeah. that he is not a perfect human, but at least he's bringing something to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a well, clay's head on a platter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I wanted that. So no, his little douche to debonair like arc, like they really <laughs> tried it at the <laughs> at the um, they tried it at the re- reunion to be like Clay. Uh, I mean, not Clay, Rob. Yeah. But yeah. tell us about your um, you know, like dad and how is your yeah yeah how is that like no. No and no. He was acting like a wild animal, which is fine. I liked it. I think he's a mess and I don't actually like him as a person, but like as a character, at least we're getting something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. actually got an arc. He yeah. was robbed yeah. uh, with two Bs in that he played in the wrong <laughs> era because uh, that he'd be on, what, seven seasons of The Challenge by now, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 If he He's probably what... Um, like in his forties right now or something. Yeah, so he's, he's still going. He's, he's, yeah. he's aged. He's probably aged out of the challenge because they're just looking for like whatever is new and with muscles. But um, but yeah, no, this would have been the perfect time for him because that's exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for someone who's just going to talk and who's going to compete in challenge and they're gonna they're gonna say what's on their mind and they're gonna compete hard. And that's what he was doing. But Rob had a compelling arc throughout the season. He started off as like like uh, Sasha said, like this, you know. To the to debonair like arc or whatever, so he started off so so bad and kind of like everybody hated him and oh he's so horrible. Can you believe the things he says? And then by the end he's having a fireside chat with uh with Ken and oh he's like a big brother to me. And then they vote him out, but he's happy to go. Like <laughs> like they gave us all of that for Rob with two Bs. Yeah. What yeah. about the final five? <laughs> like. Like you gave us all of that for him? Yeah. Okay. He's all over yeah. the pre-merge. Uh when he gets stung by the stingray is uh amazing. Yeah. And, and I love when Shean is taunting him in the confessional, like, oh when I got stung by a stingray. It's him and Karishma, right? Which one do the tribe care about less when they're getting hurt? Yeah. It's a great <laughs> shot because he's just like off in the background in the ocean. Everybody's like and like and nobody's even like turning their head. He's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody like turns like oh you know rob jesus screams all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think jake said that right i didn't even think yeah. it was anything because this man is just out here doing this stuff all the time mm-hmm. um <laughs> okay uh jan we talked about her she makes a pet cemetery for dead yes. animals this no. is a highlight this is a highlight it's a low season. light it's a low light Sasha, please. you're out on the pet cemetery no, that made her look crazy. Like, made her look, yes. It, you know, I, I feel like Jen is so sweet, such a sweet lady. Listen, she, she had the winning tribe together, so she wins. But oh my god, that pet cemetery! She named her that little baby bat, and I couldn't watch it, like because they actually were showing the body, yeah, like and the 
And what was the second animal? It, it was forgot. Lucky the, the chicken. The uh, Lucky the, the chicken. ironically named chicken. Oh, uh, yes. And it wasn't even the whole chicken. She just like buried like its feet. <laughs> well, chicken feet are well, fire. They ate so the rest. They're dumb. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> no, Rob, Rob, Lucky wasn't ironically named. He was named that because he was the last one left. He okay. kept avoiding being killed. Uh, you know? Well, uh, his luck ran out because yes. he, ultimately, <laughs> he, he ultimately did get killed. I think we got, we witnessed, uh, uh all three of the chickens uh, being uh, killed yeah. this season. You don't you usually get that on Survivor. And, no, I didn't. Think- uh, but I loved Chappelle. Were you in or out on the pet cemetery? <sighs> you know, I don't like the idea of the pet cemetery, but it did make me like go, "Oh, Jan," because she was really crying for like this bat fetus. Um, <laughs> so, like, it wasn't even. We're not going to get into the science of it all. Just know it had not flown. It had not walked. It was kind of like a, <laughs> almost like a balut version of a bat. Yeah. And she was like poking at it and crying over it. So it did make me feel she for Jan. built a crucifix and uh, she, put it in the ground. <laughs> she did all of that for, uh, for that. Look, look, what can we say? Jan is on the right side of history here. She cares <laughs> yeah. about animals. She cares sure. about women. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't get that from everybody on this season. Yeah. That's yeah. the animals part. But we see that later on. killed the chicken, y'all. Like, why she was did there. It? She didn't have to kill it. She, was, she witnessed no, she the ceremony. It, right? she witnessed the, I think she was standing there for the ceremony of, of um, uh, the, the chicken yeah. uh, killing. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I thought she like held it with Jake. To she wanted yeah, to see it. She was curious. Yeah. She's a teacher. You know, Don't tell norm- normal seasons that are surrounded by like animals uh, always have the one person who's like, I'm going to defend this animal too. And this season did not have that at all. No, Ted like, said no. he would have released the chicken. Ted, he, <laughs> he ate did. it, but he still say, he said, if it was up to me, I would let the chicken go. <laughs> yeah, well, Ted, why didn't you speak up? You know, we seen, uh, what was it, Big Wendy? She ran, look, she yeah. ran off with the chicken yeah. twice. So, yeah. you know, if, if <laughs> I guess we're asking for a lot from these people. Yeah. But, you know, I so I'm okay with Jan's pet cemetery. I just personally wouldn't want to have been involved in something like that. But okay. if that's what made her happy out there, then go for it. Okay. So, uh, one of our uh, listeners, a survivor historian uh, in his own right, Paul Oslison, uh wrote uh-huh. us to ask, can Jan really only be 53? I remember my <laughs> seventh grade math teacher at that time tell the class, if you kids don't believe teaching is stressful... Turn on Survivor. That old lady Jan is in her 50s. <laughs> I mean, they all looked a lot older by the end of the season. Um, yeah. You know, and, and even even Clay, you know, you look because you've lost all your fat in your face mm-hmm. and it just formed into wrinkles. It, and that was how I, I don't know if we want to jump to the to the finale or if we've already passed the finale. That was how. Um, in rewatch, I, I had kind of forgotten what they did at the finale, but I could tell when they cut because I was like, Clay has his face back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, which, you know, live, yeah. I didn't see it. David live is, on is TV. talking about, so at the, and I forgot yeah. that they had done this for a couple of seasons. I think they did right. this in Africa also. So they, instead of like, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff carrying the votes back to location here, they cut from, uh, the final tribal council and tried to fake you out that, okay, let's put them back in their island clothes and that we will make you think that this is like a continuous shot from tribal council. But now everybody is back to normal size. Uh, Sasha, do you like it when they do this? Ugh. I'm trying to, th- I don't know. I'm not yeah. exactly mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. I don't know. 
Chappelle, That's you right. in or out on this? I'm out. This, this, what is it doing? It did nothing for this. It did nothing. We got for to this keep season. that tribal that council is, set. We yeah, got to see it one more time. You, you are arguing against Mark Burnett because he told the crowd this would be the greatest twist in television history. So as a direct, well, they already did quote, it before. They did it in Africa. I, that's what he told. And he, you know, everybody had to be quiet when they read the votes because they weren't going to reveal, you know, reveal it until all the votes yeah. were read. They could do and it. So they were like, it was, it was a miss to go back and do it. again. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's cute. The first time, the second time you're like, all right, get, get over yourself, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. yeah and, and to Paul's question, you know, about Jen, Jen is, and she was 50 something, right? Well, 52 when mm-hmm. this, when this was filmed or whatever. Jan is from Florida. She's from like an area, like a rural area of Florida, I'm sure. And so she's probably been out in the sun. So she probably got a little skin damage or whatever just from that. But you know, so then she goes out here and loses a bunch of weight on this island. And so she doesn't look their best. Honestly, I would never play Survivor just for that reason. Cause I know within three days, I'm going to look like the Crypt Keeper and I'm, it's not going to be pretty. And I'm never going to, you know, never mind, but just, I'll never live it down. So. I, I feel for Jan in that moment because she was going through a lot. She probably didn't even have that much body fat on her to begin mm. with. And then she's out there barely eating, barely sleeping. The mm. weather was horrible a lot of times. So I give her a little bit more credit. Uh, shame on your teacher, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you? So Jan was only 52 or 53? 53, yeah. Oh, Lord. And Clay was only 40 I'm, something. That's the one. 46. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. Um, <laughs> Here's the, I have this as a, as a plus. Uh, maybe it's uh, ultimately a negative. Uh, the most likable member of the cast is Megillah the monkey. <laughs> okay, pause. What what's what did what did uh, Jake do wrong? <laughs> He's fine. Jake. He's fine. And Jake's wife saved him for mm-hmm. real. Like even mm-hmm. if you didn't like him, you like Jake's wife. I bet you that. Right. So. Yeah. This is it. So give Jake and Megillah. Yeah. McGilla the monkey, though. I mean, uh, this was great that we had a character, mm-hmm. McGilla the monkey. I mean, the show. This is at the time survivors like trying to compete with friends. It's like, okay, they've got a monkey on friends. We need a monkey, okay? Uh, <laughs> bring in McGilla to go in and go- and raid all their stuff when they go out. Like, uh, there was nothing no. better than you have a bunch of unlikable people. Let a monkey raid their camp. Oh, that yeah. monkey did them dirty. <laughs> I just loved how he kept looking around too. Yeah, you know, he he'd be so like, they're gone. Ooh, ooh, good, I can get more, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you just can't randomly call a monkey Magilla and just assume yeah, how that did you they can call him that name. That's what I right. well, I know because Magilla is a gorilla, right? Oh. Exactly. And, and you know, so they misnamed him, and right. that's why he stole all their food, mm-hmm. right? Got it. Justice for Magilla or yeah. whatever Magilla's name really is. is, because yeah, because this is this is one of those reasons why I guess he does edge out um, Jake a little bit because he did get revenge and Jake just kind of went out without with a whimper. But um, yeah, so yeah, if you're, if you're ranking the cast, I guess they're kind of you know they're kind of <laughs> neck and neck. But if you're ranking like Survivor animals, Magilla's no Balboa, <laughs> he's no uh, Pelican Pete. But you know, big he has, chicken. Like, he has more of a story arc. Mm-hmm. What's Ty's chicken's name? The one that made it to the end? Who yeah, Ty's chicken made it to tribal council, you know. Mark the chicken. Mark, yes. <laughs> and I think Mark came back for the next season. So honestly, yeah. Magilla, I'm just not seeing it for you. Sorry. I think, yeah. yeah. Magilla. You're hating so on Magilla. I'm, I'm Jewish I'm and like you read the Megillah at like mm-hmm. a holiday called Purim. So I was very confused as a Jew because I was like, no, but why you named a monkey something we read? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Who picked this? 
I, I now understand the gorilla. Yeah, there was an old cartoon yeah, way before your time called Megilla Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they couldn't tell the difference between a, a gorilla and a monkey. It, it's hard, you know. Yeah. For, the, for this cast, no food, y'all. Remember, no yeah. food. A gorilla and a religious text because they <laughs> Hanna Barbera did not have to name this monkey, this gorilla, Magilla either. Indeed, that's yep. true. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, and I bet you there were some Jews on the writing. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot here in Survivor Thailand. <laughs> so we have a uh, Brian and Clay ride an elephant. That's fine. Wasn't mad at that. Uh, we get a lot of mileage out of animals stop, in this season. Stop yeah. riding elephants. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't have saddles. People, leave these people, leave these animals alone. Mm-hmm. And even like they were grabbing its um, ear. Why else? Like, no. And it's really bad. Elephant. I mean, elephants in Thailand is just a thing that needs to stop anyway. So any of you that want to go mm-hmm. to Thailand, don't ride elephants. That's weird. Like, Well, at least mm-hmm. Brian was an advertisement for not riding right. elephants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, please. I mean, I'm going to fall off. I'm going to die. They only did that on The Amazing Race like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least this was 2002. Yeah. Next season, they should go to SeaWorld and just dive in. Yeah. Uh, go with Shamu. Yeah, since we yeah. just don't care anymore. Like, no, stop riding the stop riding the elephant. And that back. poor elephant farts. Like, why I mean, was that was farting, part yeah. of the freaking show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, we had nothing else, Sasha. We have to get into elephant farts. Yeah, you have to fill in the dead air, literally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <Ew>. Um, <laughs> we, have a, we have a car challenge where uh, Jeff Probst drives the car up to the like. It's like the contestants are just like walking down the beach one day, and Jeff Probst like pulls up after school like hey guys what are you doing want to go to the challenge get in loser we're going challenging yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild that was wild oh, thing that happened yeah she who won, the, who won the car uh who so the car? okay then this was great too so brian uh ends up sp- first off there was oh, yes. way, uh, oh. this is gonna be in my in my uh, bad list but way too much with thai letters thai numbers anything mm-hmm. where like uh, uh, uh i'm translating live on this show of what's a letter what's a number uh this isn't like thai sesame street okay we don't need to necessarily <laughs> know this so uh brian spells the word road trip round trip he's like i'd oh, like yeah. to solve the puzzle Round trip. Uh, just yeah, like, yeah. no, no, that is not right. And then Ted switches it up. Uh, yeah. He wins the car. And then, all right, Ted, you get to take somebody with you. Got to take Helen. That, yeah. re- that really <laughs> pissed off Brian. You should say thank you. When someone helps you out, you should say thank you. Yeah. You didn't help or, him out, Brian. Yeah. You yeah, did or, not. Or maybe you shouldn't yell out the answer in the middle of the challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brian, so Brian walked as so, survivor. Well, yeah. yeah, Brian walked away. Was that Ben Drebergen could run later on? I was <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> was that a mistake for, for if Ted takes Brian to on that trip, on the on the overnight trip, does that change Ted's fate mm. in the game? No. But Brian's so petty, but I don't know that he's that. Like, I don't think it right. matters to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he that just gave him a reason yeah. to justify what he was already maybe going to do. I will say, that, and I don't know if it changed anything, but it really did, I feel, seal the deal for Ted when it was yeah. then he, because we, because we get on, you know, Johnny Fairplay and Burton, like, oh, those two idiots, they left Sandra back at camp with Lil mm-hmm. and Dara, and then they were able to flip the whole thing around. And while it was probably already going in that direction for Ted, 
by you know by taking a Helen with him, he felt like he could make his case to Helen about why. And they're always trying to vote out Clay. They're never talking about oh, vote out Brian. It's always like uh like all right, mm-hmm. let's it's it's time. Let's turn on Clay. Uh, he left Brian and Clay and Jan all together, and they're like, all right, uh, Ted. We saw Ted writing in the sand. He's got to go next. <laughs> So, um, not great. Also, this was the challenge where the reward was let's go get drunk at the spa, oh, right? Oh my god! Oh, go, yeah, yes. sure was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not shocked that Ted picked Helen there. Um, just from what, what I know is, about Ted, the limited knowledge mean? I have about him, I'm just saying. No. Yeah. Well, whatever. Well, Ted. Ted famously doesn't drink, but three at least three episodes out of this season, he is drinking because <laughs> Jeff says, "Here's a margarita," and he says, "Okay," you know. And so, gelatas. When in <laughs> yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When in Thailand, eat the nachos and enchiladas and margaritas. <laughs> and yeah. so they go off to the um, they go off to the resort, and Ted gets sloppy drunk, and to oh, the point yeah. where Helen's like, "I'm just gonna get out of his way," and he's like, "Helen, I love you, Helen." And am I drunk yet? Am I drunk no, yet? No, like, no, yeah, no, no. Ted has Don't one of the the, the greatest uh, drunk quotes of all time. He said. My body is drunk, but my mind is clear. Mm-hmm. I was like, like, literally every single person that was drunk at a college campus said exactly that line. I can Sam, still listen. think. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably one of the best scenes of the whole uh, season yeah. for me, though, is when they're drunk at the thing, because it's just kind of like, look at them actually having a good time. It is for me, though, there's nothing Ted can do to redeem himself after the Gandhi thing. So it's kind of like, uh, had they done this and put, um, Island of the Idols guy in this spot, right? Like, I just don't care to see you having fun. Mm-hmm. And so this is the same situation where it was like, Ted's having the time of his life. Why is he still in this game? And so for the rewatch, it really didn't hold up. I bet in the first watch, it was great. But for me this time, I was like, Ugh, can this be anybody else? Well, maybe not Clay, but anybody else except <laughs> for Clay, you know, so. Jan and Helen. Yeah. That's who. Right. Yeah, Jan and Helen. Were you scared Spada. for Helen? I was stressed yes. for Helen. I was like, production, don't leave, don't leave. What do you mean? Are you going to leave them? Don't leave. Mm-hmm. The camera's Look. on at all times. Yeah, everything he I, said, I was reading into. He said, "Helen, let me get a preview of that massage." I said, "Excuse me, a preview? Helen is a married woman. Ted, you, you oh married God. with a baby, right. with a, a a small child, and this these poor th- Thailand people, like they are massaging this man. Get away from him. He can't be trusted." Production should have told them too. Like, hey, this man got some, you know, he's got some, uh, some allegations. Need to watch out, the freaking yeah. massage lady, masseuses. Also, yeah, masseuses. I was like, Thailand people, the masseuses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you never mind. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Sasha, you brought up the uh, the enchilada uh, conversation <laughs> of. Okay, so uh, this is a, another great Jan moment. Jan, Jan is a lush. Uh, she was. Uh, she wants alcohol at, at all times. Uh, although she gets at the at the auction, they do the tribe auction, which I feel like is never really that exciting. Yeah, a good way to do it. Uh, but they get nachos and something else. Uh, and Jeff's like, "All right, what go- was it? Nachos? <laughs> what goes with nachos?" Uh, she said, "Enchiladas." Uh, <laughs> That's how they do it in Florida. What do you mean? That's how they do it in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. The Tex Mex? Yeah, totally. Yeah. She has like three more guesses before uh Jeff has to say, No, Margarita. Right. Margarita goes so with nachos. Is this better or worse than uh Cracker Barrel? Yes, that was you know, 
<laughs> that's from yeah, Survivor of the Amazon. Uh, that is not that is not in the show where Jeff every time he tries to get one of these people at the auction, when he said to Butch at our auction, uh, he said, uh, "All right, Butch, where's your favorite place to eat breakfast?" And he said, <laughs> "Cracker Barrel." Like Jeff, like no, no, <laughs> that is not the right answer. Just, he just doesn't like play it off like Steve Harvey, like all fun and everything. He's like, no, right. <laughs> say it again. Just, try it again. You know, maybe if it was Applebee's, they would have got it right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of Jeff, uh, this is the first time Jeff hosts the reunion. Yes. Oh. Uh, yes. ta- and we talked about yeah th- that uh, he does uh, not stick the landing on the Ted and Gandia segment, including... He closes the Ted and Gandia segment by like, "Hey, uh, that's the kind of stuff that happens out here on Survivor. Uh, that that's the segue to get out of there." It's like, so sign up for season seven. Yeah, but, but you know what? I have to say, it's not even like the audience is like uh, into hey, it. David like, Bloomberg, how into it were you? Yeah, at the time, probably. <laughs> yeah, go back. Yeah, and see, uh, is David Bloomberg clapping during that segment? Yeah, yeah. Raising the roof like Josh Wiggler. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing. You cannot see me. I am the boom that was, you know, kept going up. It it stopped like right here. You're lucky. Yeah, yeah, I was not visible. Um, Dodge the ball. Everybody (laughs) there knew me because I had been called down for a dance contest during a commercial break. Dance contest? A dance con. Yes, the the audience host called four people, brought four people down mm-hmm. uh, for a dance con. We didn't know when we were pulled out uh, and brought down there. And he was like, "Okay, dance." And we were uh, every one of us kind of looked like me. And so me, maybe at this age compared to what I was eighteen years ago too. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, I came in second. Uh, I okay. lost to an old man from Wheaton, <laughs> Illinois. Um, Police footage, CBS. Yes. CBS. David, hello. Yes. At fun yes. underscore oh four. Yeah. <laughs> Since this is live and on video, why don't you show what's your second place when he moved? Like, what, what, I, I what don't remember. I'm sorry. I, I believe yeah. it involved this. You know. Yeah. Wait, what song was it? Though? That's what I. I that I don't remember. I, in two thousand two. Oh, yeah, what is the best song? Rob, can you find that real quick? What's the best song of 2002? Like, what are we doing to a Survivor yeah. reunions? Uh, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll look that up uh, during the break and come back I'll with that. Okay. Let, us know, let us know on uh, Twitter and when you're watching this. Uh, top song oh, Eminem, Lose Yourself. Nelly's Hot in Here was out, y'all. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Here it goes. Yeah. Okay, Bloomberg. Okay. <laughs> and Missy Elliott's Work It. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what a year. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Come on. <laughs> Second place. Second place. Hey. Okay. I need the footage. I need the footage. They took all our cameras. <laughs> yeah, somebody got it. Let me, I'm about to be Googling. Yo, okay? Also, a song called Grinding was out in 2002. So. Here we are. Oh, so, Nelly's Dilemma. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, it was a good year for, for dance-offs. No wonder. <laughs> so, Jeff's first time hosting the reunion show. Uh, we talked about some some of the issues, but I think overall that uh, coming from Rosie, like uh, I think that we finally have found and, and Brian Gumble, who I think by the time Africa comes around is really mailing it in. Uh, I think that Jeff is actually like very engaged in the Survivor finale. Well, he was engaged in the finale, or he was engaged in watching Stephanie's video that we referenced oh, earlier. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that's the hot chicks. So yeah, and Jeff, he gets to he gets to everybody in the reunion show, mm-hmm. but he drags Stephanie Dill 
for some reason. He does the old Brian Gumble thing of uh oh uh, uh Stephanie, uh we have some footage of you. And it was like if you made like sort of like a a a video where you were like scantily clad to get on the show, Survivor is like, oh, we gotta show this at the reunion. We're in the 10 o'clock hour now. All right. So mm-hmm. they go into commercial and out of commercial yep. with Stephanie Dill stripping on the show. Jeff says after both times they roll the clip, where was that person? And then he drags her about Stephanie. That person. Did y'all that we know saw, it was Stephanie? Because I didn't know. No, I, she looks nothing no, the same. When he, when, when he showed the video and even when he said Stephanie, I was like, who the hell is Stephanie? Because <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't remember her and I was binge watching it for a, like a third or fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. But he no, just, I would too. I he had no clue that was. Yeah. And says, Stephanie, when you see that, and then you see how you were on the show. Do you feel bad that you were so boring? You were such a zero on the show, Stephanie. Look, Jeff, for all his thoughts, he was not wrong. Okay. There's like four women that could have been Stephanie on this season. Stephanie, Penny, Aaron, they could have all been the same person. And you like, you know how I think one of your survey questions is which person in the cast did you just pick one? Pick what? I don't know who these women are. And when they get rid of Stephanie, they're like, she's so like, she was such an outcast. This, that other, she was quite boring. So when Jeff's like showing off her, like, you know, one night in Paris tape on the finale, I'm thinking like, whoa, who is this person as well? Because I didn't know Aaron could get down like that. Oh, wait, it's not Aaron. It's Penny. No, that's not Penny. That's Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie from episode four. Okay. I will. I went through my notes um, preparing for this, and I do have a note that says, why is Stephanie naked? She does in get early- naked. She does get naked yes. at one point. She goes like skinny dipping in the in the ocean. Oh, that's but right. Then, but then I totally like, forgot that. But then I, I, I think she caught a cold. I think she got that was a misfire getting in the uh, getting naked and going in the ocean because then she's like uh, then she sleeps on the sand and she's like never yeah, the same after that. Yeah. That, was that was insane like she slept first off she slept through the night which was impressive in and of itself but then to like the next day she's like i'm sick and they're like duh <laughs> you slept in the dirt what is wrong with you i, I don't know she was such a weird character but also she could have been penny mm-hmm. yeah or aaron or tanya yeah. who was I mean, talking the whole now, time oh yeah, yeah. T- uh, but, uh, we'll, yeah let's tanya. get to my bad list we'll get to we'll get to the bad list yeah. sorry yeah. Uh, actually, no, let's talk about it now. We're, we're talking about the reunion show. Uh, so the reunion show, and I don't know how this played for you in 2002, David, but I got to say in 2021, this was triggering of Tanya Vance coughs through the entire reunion show. That I, to oh, get yeah. this woman a lozenge, cut her mic, get her off the set. But the entire reunion show, she's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> something went down the wrong pipe and never came yes. back up <laughs> oh, i mean my. that was that was the only way she was gonna get any airtime i guess yeah. obviously <laughs> she was uh, like yeah. she was sick on the show and then yes. she was uh sick through the whole reunion show and i have to say we have another question that was from sean dell who said did the fallen comrades reflection on tanya have to include her throwing up could we have remembered her without that? That was no, her- no, no actually. <laughs> that was her personality. Was Most singing. impressive projectile vomiting in the history of the show. Yeah. That was a healthy vomit. Well, I don't I mean, know. I when I when I see people vomit, I do this. So, mm-hmm. you know. 
Well, look, I don't even think she wins that because Brian threw up and I was like, that, right. that is some good vomit. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I was like, that is, he is Best drunk. Call up, call up Mike Bloom next, next uh, list. Yeah, we'll rank them all. Okay. <laughs> right, let's um, do it. And uh, I think I round out my good list. Uh, interesting preview for the next season. Also, I thought that was interesting. That, that seemed I, don't know, I thought it was a boring preview. Where they didn't were show going. any of the good characters. Yeah. Uh, all right. Aww. I have a bad list also. You do? Yes, I have are, a bad list. I was the preview for the next season. Okay, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, a lot of the stuff we covered, unlikable cast. Uh, there's almost no strategy in this season. Uh, that It's not just that, that it's predictable, that there's almost nothing strategic going on. And even the tribal, every tribal council conversation is completely pointless. I, I don't think that there was any one revelation anybody really fighting for their life at a tribal council that this season is such a i i know brian does a good job but otherwise this season is such a strategic zero um yeah i think one of the most frustrating tribal councils for me is that like the one where it's like uh the the losing tribe i guess mm-hmm. uh they are they are it's just them left right yeah and they're yeah, like yeah. let's hold hands and just like oh, oh yeah do you want to do you want to know no i don't want to know well, i only want to know if you want to know well it's going to be me well it might not be you like that was so <laughs> annoying <laughs> i will say that there is a real uh, we haven't talked too much about jake uh, they, they're talking about how like uh boy you know, uh, we were uh, we were going to be the final four. And somebody's like, oh, should we all sleep together tonight? And he says, well, that sounds almost sexual. <laughs> Get out of here, Jake. They Jake. learned nothing. Fully, yeah. they learned nothing. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is In fairness, like, they were oh, not there. They were not there, those people. You're telling me they didn't know? <laughs> they, 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 maybe they heard about it. They had nothing they else knew. to talk about. <laughs> on the, on the, besides talking about, oh, this camp is so dirty, they're peeing everywhere. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. what else to talk about? Yeah, that's what on my list. Think? They knew. They, they knew. Yeah, Piss Cave is on my uh, uh, negative yeah. list for the season. <clears throat> I don't know if we needed that either. Yes, no. Yeah. Um, yes. My- number one song of 2000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Rob, can I insert something into your bad list, please? I yes, know you're probably going to go for it. it. Um, whose idea is it to put the water well across the ocean? I think that was the penalty for having the cave. They had to yeah. balance out the two. They had to balance out the tribes. One had no shelter, so they had nearby water. One had an easy shelter, so they had faraway water. And uh, these geniuses <laughs> couldn't tie the boat. Why couldn't tie the boat? This is where you're like, oh, what a beautiful, amazing strategy, but can't get a boat together? Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. They have a Navy instructor on the team, can't figure out a boat? Really? Mm-hmm. Poor Helen, she, because she's a Navy swim instructor, she is the designated ghost. Yeah, Helen, the go get the yeah. water. Jan is like, I'm coming too. Jan, you are 652 years old. You do not need to be doing that. Sit down somewhere. Like, that, you know what? It, can we talk about the pastor, John Raymond, please? Yes, we oh, can. We, yes, we, 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 we can. But I also just want to say that, uh, <laughs> that our uh, thoughts and prayers are with the pastor, John Raymond, who is, uh, I believe, has been in the ICU for uh, a couple of weeks. Oh uh, he's oh dealing my. with COVID right now. So mm-hmm. uh, we will, I just want to add, add that uh, we're thinking of uh, the great pastor, John Raymond. Yes. I hope he has a speedy recovery. And I, 
I can sympathize with him from the game standpoint because I am a jokester and I sometimes do things and I don't realize how serious they can come off. Like sometimes I make fun of tribe names that are named after people's, you know, remembered fathers and stuff like that on accident. Blah, blah, blah. I do things. I make mistakes as well. John Raymond, you let these people swim across the ocean and then you pretended First off, you watched them swim across the ocean. You didn't even go get them with the boat that you had. Then they, you pretended it's a water source. Yeah, yeah, you got they got pastored. I would have voted him off. I would have pulled a Colton. Can we go to tribal council, please? Please. <laughs> this guy gotta go. I just swam across the ocean with Jan. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. Sorry, Pastor. Sorry. I also think that maybe that this group in particular was like, hey. We do not need a preacher in this tribe. That <laughs> yeah, Brian they, they and Clay, like, uh, <laughs> not, well, you know, yeah. no preacher, you know please. Brian is like, yeah, you know, Brian is like, I don't need anybody finding. We don't need yeah, right. intervention. We don't need God anywhere near this season. We want, <laughs> we want anarchy. We don't need none of that. So, bye, bye, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, Magilla yeah. the gorilla. I mean, sorry, not gorilla. The monkey <laughs> yeah. was the only God they needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Then also, uh, I have a, lots of bragging about how the women are doing the dishes. Uh, it comes up like nine times uh, that, yeah, how great is this? Uh, the, we've returned to the natural order of things. That comes up. Is this up. still your good list, Rob? It's the bad or, list. Or, or the bad your list. Bad? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The bad I wanted list. to make sure. Why to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just giving <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff we covered. Let's see. Oh, they do Fallen Comrades this season. They do Arts and Crafts, and then they do Fallen Comrades, and then they go full instrumental over the entire Fallen Comrades, and you know it's because these uh, Brian and Clay, I'm looking at you, they did not have one nice thing to say about anybody. Right. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Well, no, no, like, you no, know, no, now, ahead, Clay you know. definitely yes. has some nice things to say. He probably was like, now, Penny, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what? <laughs> Stephanie. Okay. Where was that on the show? You know, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure that they had <laughs> they nothing usable from these yeah, guys sure. on the boat. It was all bleeped. It yeah. Was all bleeped yeah. Yeah. Chappelle, you went the exact same place I was going with the hell, <laughs> you know. And Jan and might I have mean, been, who? Helen, you remember Helen? <laughs> yeah. The recipes. <laughs> 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 yeah helen has a lot of recipes that's a thing talk about that for a lot yeah so, <laughs> that was my so, positive yeah. rob is you know speaking of what Chappelle and i were just saying is is clay and the uh his um comments about and uh, uh, uh uncomfortable admiration of women um is that on your bad list um did it come up so much? So much? I mean, he says at one point that, uh, like, he's like, uh, "Boy, I, I'm so hungry that right now, if if I had the choice between sex and a hamburger, I wouldn't think twice about the hamburger." Like, all right, Clay. I mean, TMI. It was it was important he enough. Was leering, that on, I felt like more than saying uh, with, uh, but on the on the clip show, oh, they I didn't did watch a the clip show segment. They oh, did a whole David, special I almost, segment. I, I had a whole draft tweet today of. <laughs> That if you are watching the clip shows when you binge watch Survivor, I am not your friend. I, I, I didn't send that tweet. In. I didn't, I didn't I, send well, it. I had to fast forward it looking for the new stuff. Okay. And the new stuff was Clay, a whole segment of Clay talking about Aaron's butt. 
and staring at Aaron's so butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, just they, they, the production thought it was important enough to put it in the clip show with its own special segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yep. special. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we see on Survivor this season. That's what I'm talking about. This is exactly how it is in Tribal Council. For season six. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, that is probably some of the least problematic things that Clay says in the entire season. Yeah. yeah. yeah we were well, right past him beating the crap out of his two-year-old for throwing a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Foolish. Which, yeah. Which is said in response to Gandhi uh, right. getting upset. Right. Yeah. You know who Clay would have had something nice to say? Brian's wife. If she, he was he like, did. He, he did. He yeah, did. No, I'm saying like in the, when they were making the floats, we like, she didn't make it past <laughs> the poor eating challenge. You know, we, she tried really hard. You know, women that look like that, you know, they try really hard. Mm-hmm. But poor Clay's wife. I don't know her. Cece. Um, yeah, poor Brian's Cece. wife. That's yeah, Brian's wife. wife. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Poor Cece. She just couldn't do it. She was so strong. But Brian told, you know, you know, he could have done it, y'all. So, yeah, but no, that would be I great. I would, yeah, if we can find Clay and get an interview just about CC, I guarantee you he could give us like hours. <laughs> oh, of, he would have like the real team now. now, like uh, now that he doesn't have to protect Brian. Clay's <laughs> wife is also beautiful. I want to add yes. that she does not yeah. look like who I would think is married to Clay. Yeah, I, Chappelle, I used to have Clay's business card. I had it Ooh. for like years and years, and finally, what was his I remember a little while ago I saw it and I was like, "When am I? What is this?" And I threw it out finally. Um, so I'm sorry we won't get the follow up interview with Clay for that. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm, is he not on LinkedIn? You don't think Clay I, is on LinkedIn? I, 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 <laughs> find him. Find him. Yeah, in my circle, in my outer circle. Okay. Right. I'm just going to see what his occupation is. Let's see. Um, we have a lot of questions from the listeners of the podcast. We do this every week. We take questions uh, from our listeners. We'll get to some tonight. I'll tackle whatever we don't get to on our uh, feedback show for the patrons over the weekend. And let's see. Uh, we have a lot of questions about uh, if Brian was to return, how would that go? Uh, ben Taub wants to know, how would Brian do on an all-star season. Uh, ben asks about him on Heroes versus Villains. Uh, uh, Luke McDowell wants to know about Brian Heideck on Winners at War. Do any of you have any thoughts on Brian if he were to have returned on either of those seasons? I do think that he actually uh, really mishandled his opportunity to come back and play for Survivor All-Stars. I think that at the time, I think he demanded a million dollars from CBS is what the urban legend was. And wow. they were like, he, he nobody likes Zoom. you. you have no <laughs> yeah. leverage. He, he was on a Zoom reunion. And I think I, he actually said, um, I, I watched it on YouTube before this, part, preparing for this. Yeah. And he said, I asked for money and they didn't. So he literally fumbled the bag is what yeah. happened. Yeah. Flipped it and tumbled it. See, um, I did ask for no money. They, they, they said you could come back. I was like, okay, when? When? Are you sure? Yeah. So, so, so Rob, not hold do you out. regret it? Do you regret yeah. it? Yeah, I should have asked for money. Should have asked, asked for money. <laughs> yeah. At least I got that. Yeah, you, made it, you made it a little bit farther than yeah. he probably would have. So, um, well, yeah. It would have been the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I- <laughs> I mean, I, I do think he would have faced a, a very difficult situation because everybody would have seen what he did. Who is going to, you know, if if a guy like that goes to you and says, OK, you're my final two, who's going to believe him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, and it's, the, you know, we've seen that with other people who have played a good first game and, you know, just fumbled afterwards because everybody knew their strategy and everybody knew what they were going and nobody trusted them. And I do think, you know, had Brian gone right back, that would have been it. Now you move him off to winners at war or something else. Three quarters of the people wouldn't have even remembered who he was. Yeah. But he would have been <laughs> way too weird for anybody. Oh, there. He would yeah, have been, yeah. you know, he would have Those been. Those like, women would yeah. have eaten him alive is what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not um, kind of nonsense. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I think if you really like, if you really like try to like, okay, let's, let's just do it for fun. Right. Put him in all stars. Well, he won. So he's not going to win all stars because as you know, they got rid of all the winners. So boom, he's out of that. Or Fans versus favorite won. or people. Yeah. Or Rob. And so yeah. then you get like, um, you know, fans versus favorites. No, he, I don't think it, I don't think he's ready for that. Like, the maybe as a fan, maybe yeah. as a fan, maybe as a fan. But like, even if you fast forward to heroes versus villains, um, there is no stopping Russell Hans when it comes to like those idols and stuff like that. That was just a perfect storm of like, there's just no way. Then you get to winners at war. Winners at war, the ultimate outcome of the season is Tony and his best friend in Survivor basically go to the end together, you mm-hmm. know, to almost to like the final two together. Nobody is taking Brian to the final two or agreeing to that at all. Um, the oldest, what the oldest layoff at that point was like Danny Boatwright, maybe. Right. Or something like that. So it's kind of like Am- Amber, oh, yeah. Amber. A- Amber, who, but Danny but had only played defense. once, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you get kind of put in that position where, okay, who, who of this tribe has a, a like relationship with Brian Heideck outside of the game because it matters Nobody. so much in Winners at War and to the point where Tony and Sarah could just yeah. kind of just take it, you know? And so, uh, no, Brian would not have done well in any of those seasons. <laughs> I actually think the, the most interesting spot for him might have been to come back and be on the Villains Tribe uh, in in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Like, maybe he's there instead of Randy, uh, but he probably is still mm. the first boot in that tribe. Mm, yeah. I mean, they were talking about keeping the tribe strong at that time. So maybe he does squeak by. But again, you got Boston Rob and Russell on that tribe. They're going to look at Heidek eventually and be like, okay, he's no him. Tyson. Yeah. Right? Like Tyson was playing like sidekick role. Brian Heidek is nobody's sidekick. No. So he's definitely like he's he's a target from either one of those people. They probably could come together and like, hey, as a unit, we can vote out that guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tribe unity, like, everyone. Yeah, they would have been like, <laughs> unity. We need to get these people out so that we can keep going together strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. I would like to see Sandra and Brian Heideck play together, though, because that <gasps> yes, would be great. Please, God. It's Parvati, because Parvati would have been like, hey, um, no, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Brian Kerwin asked, Rob, have you ever met Brian Heideck before? If so, what was he like? Was he creepy, mm. friendly, or fake? So I met him exactly one time. I met him at the finale of Survivor All-Stars. He was, he was there. Mm. And I, I got to oh, meet I him. I, I was very excited to meet Brian Heideck because nobody really ever saw him. He was uh, nice enough. He seemed to at least like uh, know who I was. I also got to interview him exactly one time in an interview. It was right before the Second Chances season. I talked to him for like 30 minutes. Uh, I don't know. Like It seemed to me like maybe he might have been like taking a page from uh, Aunt Jan uh <laughs> granny jan on that call that day uh but as uh you know uh megan z wrote in a question that he did uh close with his famous quote he said uh you know he his motto in life is condo paid for no car payment so uh <laughs> it was an interesting call with uh with brian heideck he's still out there 
He's still out there. Um, so let's see. Uh, Quint wants to know, I remember back in the day, Reality News Online had a mathematician write a very complex weekly strategy column, and he consistently praised Brian as one of, if not the best player, yet he nearly lost to Clay. Uh, was his game overrated at the time, or is he now underrated because so much time has passed? Uh, David, anything else you want to say on this subject? Um, I mean, he nearly lost to Clay, but he didn't. I mean, you know, it, it's... It, did he calculate who was going to vote for him? Who wasn't? I know that Clay did those calculations because Clay, you know, th- there was a question like Clay, why did you basically just tell Helen to you know go to hell um, when you you didn't even try? She's like, he was like, well, because I had already written her off, so he had done the math as to who was not going to vote for him, and I think Brian had done some of the math too. Um, I, I think earlier, Chappelle, you said that Jan was never winning. I'm not sure that's true. I think if Brian had brought Jan, she was so much more likable than him. I think, <laughs> I think she had a decent chance of beating him. Um, and, and I, and that's why he cut her. He took yeah. the most unlikable person and he, you know, I think he counted up the votes. And I think if it hadn't been for certain things like the Ken situation, um, I think he probably expected to get one, you know, one, maybe two more votes. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it it comes down to it was close, but he still won. Yeah. And, you know, whether you win seven zero, whether you win four three, if you set it up the right way to get the majority, then you won. And I, I think that, you know, that's just how we have to analyze it in terms of how you get there. David, does anybody know the answer to the uh, what was Ken trying to allege that Brian that, so Ken, if, if, you, if you if you missed the if you didn't rewatch the season, Ken gets up there and says, uh, Brian, you said to me there was a reason we had to get rid of Ted. Uh, what was it? Tell me why you said we had to get rid of Ted. And uh, Brian is like spinning. He's like, oh, uh, boy. Hmm. Yeah. What was that? So uh, must be. Oh, maybe he he wasn't working hard. At the, he, he's too much. Actually, no. It's he uh, goes off on his own too much. Yeah. So that goes back to the racist comments that I was talking about yeah. earlier. And this is rumor. It's all rumor. Yeah. Uh, even when I asked Ted about it after the season was over, uh, Ted said, well, this is, you know, I heard it was a racist comment, but I never followed up with Ted because it just wasn't important to or I never mm-hmm. followed up with Brian because it wasn't important to me. The rumor and I am it is a rumor was that he said he made a racist comment that Ken overheard and that Ken also mentioned it to Helen and Ted in that other conversation. The rumor is that he said we can't have two black winners in a row because Vesepia had just won. Yes, that is allegedly there. I have not gotten confirmation from that anywhere. Um, But, you know, Ken did was pushing for something else mm-hmm. and so that's, uh, that's also i i did some like uh like internet research and that was i said the same thing okay yeah, yeah. i saw it on these reddit streets that's what <laughs> allegedly was mm-hmm. said yes allegedly so but again we can't you know nobody will confirm it or at least nobody would at the time um and you know it's 18 years ago now so who you know who knows if anyone would even bother coming forward Mm-hmm. You know, 
It really frustrates me when people make racist comments after like invoking like blackness. So like t- like uh Brian Heidegg's uh quote, you know, the uh I still leave you on the pavement, condo paid for it, no uh mm-hmm. no car payment. That's Biggie Smalls. Yeah. You can't quote Biggie and then be like, Well, we can't have two black winners. And also hypnotize? Brian, you just fell down my, my rankings a little bit. I mean, you, it, your well, daughter signed yeah. up in a Brooklyn basement. Brian Heidegg. <laughs> if this is an admission of guilt, just say that. Um I, for me, I don't put it past him, but you have to believe that whatever Brian said wasn't as bad as what Clay had been saying because Helen mm-hmm. still voted for Brian. Mm-hmm. If Helen heard this directly from Ken, and Helen, the, Helen is the person who heard Gandhi's story and believed her. So Helen heard this from Brian and was like, still better than Clay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for yeah. me, that bothers me. That that the the Biggie quote kind of drops him down even further for me. You know? <laughs> the Biggie, Biggie quote was on the show. Yeah. That was on the that was on a podcast interview. Regardless, you can't yeah. have it. Mm-hmm. You can't like, have yeah, it. That's part yeah. of who he is, right? Like yeah. he even right. just all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that that Ken told Helen that specific quote because he was trying to get Brian to admit to it in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. Ted also voted for Brian. Yeah. You know, and, well, I mean, of course he wasn't going to vote for Clay. Yeah, and I just wonder um, if Brian thought that Te- uh, uh, Ken would be like one of us, kind of, and like be like, right. yeah, let me just slip up and say something. You know, you have NYPD tattooed on you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe, you know, we'll be closer than we think. Flop, lie, didn't happen. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Then Ken, Back you have fire. the moment. This is your moment to stand up and do what's right. And you yep. say, Brian, is there something you want to tell the class? And Brian's like, nope. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I, no. I, I did hear that Ted wanted to go into that aspect as well and was shot down by either Jeff or production and said, you can mm-hmm. say this, but cut it at a certain point. And I wonder if the same thing happened with Ken. Like they told him, no, you cannot start flinging that around. Yeah. If you can get him to say it, that's one thing. That's oh. supposition on my part, yeah. you know, just from, from what I heard about Ted. And Ghetto. while I thought Jeff is good at the finale, that I felt like that, you know, it comes up in the reunion show. And I feel like that the very natural follow up is like, well, Ken, what did he what did he say? say yeah. right uh, that, yeah. that question does not get asked at the reunion show well i yeah there may no, be a good reason for that yeah i don't see what the good reason is jeff well, why would jeff you say mm-hmm. yeah but jeff. jeff why bring it up if you don't want to yeah. get the real like jeff is like uh so brian you heard there was this hearsay uh and helen you were yeah. you were the source of the hearsay and then you you but, but ted you right. were gonna vote your base your boss mm-hmm. off from hearsay and then he looks at the hearsayer and says all right now ted and yeah. gandia what's up what's up so, with that yeah like, no it's the complacency right this is exactly how this stuff just keeps happening because everyone's complicit right. i will say that i wonder if it was like okay we the show was willing to explore clay's racism but not to explore the winner's racism yeah. like right after and right. Again, this is survivor five where it's like okay well now he's like on you know, uh, one of the five people that we're putting up here as the winners of the show. Do we want to now really out him as a, you know, uh, a bigger racist on the show? Clay, sure, let's bury him in the finale show. But maybe let's not also like uh, really open this wound with Brian. Because Jeff talks him for a couple of seconds and then just sort of goes away from it. Yeah, Clay was 100% the fall guy. Like, not that Clay didn't deserve it, but I just... (laughs) 
But it's also that I think they were like, let me just like clean up as much as I can. We gave you the sexism. We know Brian wasn't perfect. You know, so to me, it was almost like the sexism was given to us. Now that I'm thinking about it as like almost like a, we know he wasn't perfect. Like that's mm-hmm. maybe what Ken was talking about. You know, to like throw us off. We smarter than that, CBS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, at the time, uh, a lot of the viewers were not right. Like even what David was saying with a lot of the writers, like if you have a lot of white males writing this, then they're going to write from their perspective and their perspective does not include all the things that like a, a, a black woman would, or even like a black man would have as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the articles that were written back then, like some of this stuff uh, was just like, this was very popular. People were laughing about this, this season, like it was supposed to be funny and there was nothing funny in this season, except for like two scenes of drunkness. And so like, for me, it's hard to watch that and then also, like, look at a woman writer like uh, Catherine Lucas or something like that. You know, like like somebody who, like, is used to painting pictures of, like, different people. You know, like, give me something like that where this person can say, oh, okay, now I have different perspectives and stuff like that. So I think if a, if a woman is, uh, is writing this article, it might look different. If somebody of color is writing this article, it might look different. But yeah, but the way CBS handled it in that moment, they, they acted like we weren't smarter than that. And we yeah. are. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And I will tell you, we had on our website, we had a wide variety. In this case, they all agreed, um, you know, a wide variety of races, uh, even 18 years ago, um, races, uh, gender and um, and uh, sexual orientation, which was interesting because you I mean, it was writing. You know, nobody knew who anyone was. Some of them even used pseudonyms to protect them from uh, their jobs. Um, but uh, it was so. You know, just I, going back to that first, that's how I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word, but that's how widespread it was that all of those people of differing backgrounds mm-hmm. all felt the same way at that time. And mm-hmm. I think if I were to go back to them and I mean, some of them I I'm completely lost contact with. But if I were to go back to, with, to them now and say, what do you think now? I bet a number of them would, you know, be like me and be like, ooh, ooh, yeah, we would uh, definitely change the way we covered that. Oh, yeah, for sure. People want to take it back now, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's out there. And I, I will say this again, Rob. I'm sorry for keep bringing this up, but <laughs> you would think CBS at some point will go into CBS All Access and kind of bleep some of this stuff. I'm or not put saying, a title card, something, my God. Right. Like, you have the ability to go in and maybe blur the mouth when they're saying the R word or saying mm-hmm. other things. Yes. Like, we're not saying change these people's edits, yeah. but maybe don't subject people to, to sensitive material like that in a show that is not like uh like uh market it as a sensitive show you right? know what, you go though, watch the wire you get the wire you watch cbs survivor you should not have to sit through yeah. some certain things i think maybe you might get a card like on the live feeds of like uh these are uh, like this is uh right be, be prepared for what you're about to but, mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of like going in and, and cleaning stuff up like that I, I think they're more likely to just take everything down yeah like, i don't I want them to take everything down but i definitely don't like to sit through some of the things that i had to sit through and mm-hmm. i'm not saying i have to i don't have to watch the show but right. again if you're yeah. gonna market something as a family show on cbs i should be able to watch it as a family person on cbs but that's the thing you're not like unfortunately for a lot of reasons right like people of color um are not the things that they like you know they being whoever else cbs are trying really hard to be d- diversifying from cast to production, whatever. But currently, right, like when they think of who my viewer is, you and I just aren't allegedly those people yet. And that's, yeah, what this boils down to, right? Like it's it's in everything we watch, right? Like for me being Indian, like it's so exciting to see Karishma on and, you know, Shubi and Ovi, like they're, I mean, they're not all Indian. I just mean, um, it's just exciting to see like people that look like me, but they're always like 
presented to us right as the extra or something that like mm-hmm. happens um and look at us how great we are so that yeah so i hear you and yeah it's really hard and frustrating and i wish that cbs understood that because yeah we're not the like audience or the majority but mm-hmm. we are yeah thanks sasha yeah uh and as far as uh like giving some sort of a notice about like something you uh, might see, which could be unsettling that uh, this was so wild. Of course I do uh, the podcast with T-Bird and talking with T-Bird and T-Bird was sharing about how like, Hey, great news. Delta's got on and uh, the survivor is running on Delta flights. Guess what season Delta has chosen to show its passengers on its flights. Survivor <laughs> Island of the Idols. <laughs> Flops. What is wrong with you? Like, I, I, did they call somebody? Like you know, like Netflix is like, all right, give us the two best. Uh, I don't know if Delta really. Uh, they couldn't get money. winners at war. It, must money. it has to be. They were like, which is the cheapest season we can get? Please, hello, thank you. That's all I care about. You I they told you, Rob. They thought they did this. They thought they was killing it. With I'm telling you, they, that was a home run. Jeff thought they hit all the bullets. Every time you bring me on here, I'm gonna end up saying the same thing. Jeff thought he was like, bow, bow. I hit all the hot topics. I got a, I got a title card up there. Like I'm doing all the things. Yeah, Put this on yep. Delta. Show them how Survivor is how changing, how CBS is changing the landscape. Of, no, it's wrong, Jeff. It's wrong. It's Take it down. It's wild. Take it Watch down. Watch the challenge for that. <laughs> now, now, not late. Not yeah. back in the day. Uh, Jason <laughs> Warren wants to know, even if Sheehan hadn't jumped the gun, assuming there was a merge, wouldn't she have been dead in the water anyway? Uh, I think this is an interesting question. Even if it was a real merge, like Sheehan's what? Coming in sixth place, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, she she might have. Well, I mean, the thing is, if she had uh, continued sucking up to Clay, you know, and, and gotten along with him, although I tend to suspect she wouldn't have once she got to know him better. But if she had continued to, she might have, you know, moved up the ladder a little bit. But when you've got a well, I was going to say when you've got a majority vote of, out a chewy gone before they got the she in. Yeah. yeah, she would have made it. Yeah, six. She would have been it. exactly. Yeah, yeah, just like in Survivor All Stars, she would have been the last one left of her side, uh, and then needing to win immunity to stay around. Yeah, and the yeah. women just weren't going to flip at at that no. point, at least. Mm-hmm. Which is another anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it had been a more capable player from what we've seen, then maybe. So like you have Chris and Vanuatu or even like uh, Danny Boatwright where they're down in the numbers and it's just them, but they can kind of go under the radar and play everybody against each other. But from what we've seen of she and all she's going to do is annoy these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. whether that's her fault or whether that's just the, their interaction with her, eventually there's no way that Clay and Sheehan are going to be able to play nice, you know? Right. And if you can't get Jan to flip with you, then it doesn't matter who's at the six because you're never going to get Jan and Jan obviously is never going to flip. So, you know, for that perspective, like what's the world where Sheehan, Helen, Ted and Clay vote out uh, Jan underneath Brian's nose. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I don't think Brian would have found her useful. Brian had mm-hmm. his useful yeah. people. Can we also dunk on Brian for one other thing that there, so, so she, that uh, the fake merge happens. Suk Jai goes to tribal council and Brian is trying to talk about it. They're like, Oh, who do you think I voted out? And Brian is trying to come up with what Sheehan's name is. And oh, yeah. he is oh, really misfiring. Yeah. What was it? God, what did he say? Oh, I, I mean, that he's just trying. Yeah, I can't remember. Pulling up like uh, just uh, Asian names out of the oh, yeah. sky. Yeah. 
not great for this person. And no. Ann, who's thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm in good with these people. These are wonderful people I'm in with. They love me. Oh, my God. I'm killing Yeah, yeah the reads of this season, just a mess. <laughs> like a litter. Like, no, it just flops. <laughs> not great. That was not great. Um, uh, Jessica Lee asked us, in addition to personally screwing Sheehan, did production blow their only opportunity for there to be any interesting game twists where they fake merge the tribes? And was Sheehan asked back in part because they felt bad about this? Mm. Um, to, to address the second part of this first, I, I don't think that uh, they invited Sheehan on Survivor All-Stars as an apology for what happened with the fake merge. I think they did it because they loved what they got out of her for. They're like, Oh, maybe she like, uh, like who knows like, uh, what she could do in another season. Yeah. They loved what happened. It's oriental. What is it? Orientalism. Anyway, I can't pronounce it, but right. Like, oh, maybe she'll eat another chicken neck or, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they like, were hoping for that, yeah. but I think they <laughs> no, liked I that she was like willing bringing... to make a big, uh, make yeah. a big move. Yeah, this was like yeah, the beginning like, of big move itis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sasha makes a good point. They look at Sheehan as somebody who's like almost like erratic or something, right? Like, we don't know what she's going to do. She might eat a chicken neck. She might, she might jump the merge. Like, who knows, right? And I think that's, first off, horrible. But, um, and never mind. I was going to ask another question, but I'll leave that alone. I'll ask <laughs> Sasha later. But, you know, <laughs> but I think, I think for, an apology, no. There's a better way that you can apologize to somebody. But yeah, if you line up the cast and people that actually mattered in the cast that you are like that likable that you want to come back and you need a person, maybe a person of color, maybe you want to be inclusive this time, then yeah, she ends number one with a bullet in that realm. Maybe Rob with two Bs, but if they're looking for a woman, maybe maybe Helen, right? Mm-hmm. But there's not like you got a ton of options. It's not like you know that Jan sure was electric. You know, like yeah. What are you going to do? So I don't I don't think it was an apology. I think it's also the moment, right? Like it was who got out because of this fake merge. Like mm-hmm. and then I think that also upped her stock a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they put so much into that twist mm-hmm. and then it and it worked in quotation marks. And so of course because it worked they're like, "Oh, this is the person with the twist." Because aside from the twist and the Gandia thing, what is memorable from this season that you yep. just think of off the top, right? You say Brian was robotic and, you know, a sociopath, but that's not a moment. Mm-hmm. I think she had the moment, like Sasha said. She had a moment. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of different versions of, like, what if Helen went on Survivor All-Stars instead of Sheehan? But I, I like this better from uh, Zach from Dallas. Uh, how different is Survivor history if Helen gets Amber's spot in, on Survivor All-Stars? What if we leave Sheehan and then... Helen comes in, and I don't want to say necessarily uh, Amber, but, but, you know, I feel like, uh, and I always felt like, you, you have Amber and Jenna Lewis. Uh, I felt like uh, it was basically the same uh, casting type of person that you brought back, and Jenna Lewis ended up playing uh, a lot more, like, mean-spirited and cutthroat the second time around. But what if you brought Helen back, and Helen played in Survivor All-Stars? You win. I wouldn't know. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I I don't know that she would have done well because Mm -hmm. she was, she was not strategic. She was like, well, you know, okay, I got to let Brian win because he helped me out at the beginning. I mean, that was basically her attitude. I love Helen, but I, you know, from a strategy standpoint, she was, you know, just not there. Yeah. And I think it's actually her, like, like 
as a Navy instructor, as someone that's like part of the military, um, like it actually makes sense, right? You fall in line, you're, you do what right. you're told. So I think that personality type, it's very hard for them to do anything else anyway. So mm-hmm. I think it actually, um, yeah, I agree because of that reason. Like I think she would just find a new Brian or a new, you know, um, alpha. It could be male or female. Um, but whoever new alpha and then kind of just follow them. I, I don't know that. I think she's a great first follower, yeah. but I don't know that she's a great leader. She was very focused also on who was working around camp, which ends up being yes. sort of like yeah. an annoying runner in the season of like, oh, oh, Clay should go. He's not doing a lot of work around camp. Mm-hmm. He's really like such a who cares kind of thing. And then Clay even is like offended that Jake says he's doing more work around camp. Uh, there's so much talk about who's doing stuff at the camp. Well- I mean, the the thing is, in those days, and I mean, you you know this because you had to be the, uh, you know, what was it, the firewood junior uh, deputy uh, firewood junior deputy uh, uh, yes. word, David. Yes, oh, I, yes. I didn't want to say the B word. You know, we you know it might be children watching. Um, oh, yeah. But not. but but I mean, in those days, there was just kind of to reflect the play at the time. There was a rule in my rules that said providing food wins allies and you have to work. And that was the overall view at the time. Now, it was the it was the least important rule. And eventually it just drifted away. Um, and I, I removed it because as players got more savvy, they stopped worrying about that. But yeah, in this season, a lot of people still thought of it as a camping trip. Mm hmm. But I, I would like to disagree with Sasha and David, though. I think we're not giving <laughs> Helen enough credit. I think that Helen, after watching the first game, would come back with a little bit more cutthroat energy to her. Because look at Jenna Lewis. What did Jenna Lewis do the first time? Look at Amber. What did she do the first time? Look at Rob. You know, not you, Rob. The other Rob. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these these people on their first time, these were not the strategic masterminds who want, went to the end and almost won, right? They got rid of the super friends at the beginning. They got rid of Tina. They got rid of Rudy. They got rid of Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. Helen could have slipped right into that little, right into that mold. I I don't think she would have not been in that, in that situation. Um, if Jenna Lewis can do it, Helen can do it. Mm -hmm. No, you raise a good point. I mean, I think you're, I think you're right. I, I, that's a very good point. I still think she wouldn't, she couldn't be that cutthroat, um, just Mm -hmm. because the personality type, it just doesn't make, it doesn't. I, I think it would have been the most interesting when she divorced her husband and married Rob. Yes. yes, because she was taking Amber's her. place, yes. you know. Oh, Boston Rob, Boston Rob. Yes, uh, Boston. From New England. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, Rob over here is like what? Yeah, yeah. No, um, we're talking about Rob with two B's, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the Rob that really, really sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think that's a good point. I also think that, like, um, if you. Yeah, if you look at all of these people, right, the, all the people who came back, none of them were like who you would have thought would have ran away with the season. I could kind of see her falling into the the big time spot, right, where it's kind of like, I need to cut this person. I really hope somebody else cuts them because I can't mm-hmm. do it, but mm-hmm. I would really like to. You know, I think that kind of is where she would fall in. Let me look at mm-hmm. Shein. Shein made it far in All-Stars. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's not be disrespectful <laughs> to Helen. Okay, so Webb wants to know uh, who is the most underrated player of the season and why is your answer Helen? So do you agree or disagree Helen is the most underrated player on the season? No. 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 So who is? Mm, Maybe maybe Jan. Jan was probably, you know, if we go off of likability alone, right? Oh, we get okay. to the final two with, he, she gets to the final two with Brian. He, let's say he screw, he screws up, right? He doesn't get rid of Clay. He gets rid of, he gets rid of Clay. Jan ends up in, let's say Jan wins the last challenge. Let's just say it. Mm-hmm. Then she's sitting next to the guy who, like, and Jan, let's just say she just sits yeah. next to him and they say, wow. well, 
uh, Ken said you said these racist things and you know Helen said you said these misogynist things and all this other stuff let's just hate vote against you let's just yeah. not vote for you and then we see that same thing happen in All-Star we keep talking about All-Stars but I mean when you get to the end with somebody who's so unlikable people can just vote against that person and right. so we have no reason to believe that they would not have just randomly said you know what at least it's not you David how crunked was Granny Jan at that finale party you went to um well that was the the amazon uh uh party oh we, yeah we, yeah yeah i i so it, when i went to the finale for uh thailand i so had not yet learned trip. the ways yeah yes it was <laughs> it was very quick um i met a bunch of other people we can go into that later if you want but um but the the uh the thing was, I hadn't learned the ways of sneaking into the after party yet. I hadn't learned the ways of stalking the survivors to find out what hotel they stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I did learn that for your finale. And so I, I found the hotel that a lot of them were in. Yeah. And yes, Jan was at the bar in the hotel when yes, I was there. Yeah. 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 Um, I, <laughs> I met her at a couple of the events that I went to that summer and she lived up to the billing. She was yeah. ready to party, Jan. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, it's so American. Like, <laughs> yeah. That would make that would make her way. This would Jan, this would be uh what? She going on seventy two? Yeah. Well yeah, Jan. about about 70, 71, something like that. Yeah. If, she, if she's down, I'd party with Jen. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah. You down? Maybe have oh, a- yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> have T-Bird look yeah. her up and see what she's up to. Uh, gr- Granny Jan. Great. <laughs> you, yeah, you should. Come on. Yeah. That's a perfect one. Okay. Yes. Uh, Sean Tucker wants to know, is Rob with two Bs the most entertaining pre-merge character in the first 10 seasons minus oh. All-Stars? Kind of question. What is it? You you just want us to say yes because that that's how many <laughs> stipulations was put on this. <laughs> let me, okay, you said pre first ten seasons. Yeah, take out all. Okay, stars. well I'll tell you. Let me. Just, I'll give you some people that I would that I would have ahead of Rob with two Bs. Marilyn Mad Dog Hershey. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, would have, I would I would have her. Okay, uh, ahead. Um, trying to think from the first uh, couple of seasons. Boy, uh, Ryan Aiken. Anybody? Ryan Aiken for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. This, this. Okay, does Wanda count? Yeah, yeah. Wanda. No, who asked the question? Sean. Sean Tucker. You win, Sean Tucker. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) he's good. Robert Tobias is good. You know, he's good. He's he's electric every time he's on the screen. He brings a lot to the table. Uh, Dan Sperling wants to know: Does Thailand go down as having the most boring pagonging of all time? If not, where does it rank amongst the other pagongings from across all 40 seasons? I say yes. Yep. So, <laughs> I, okay, here, here is where, again, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Yeah. Well, I don't find pagongings as boring as other people. Yeah, I agree. Because Are you like them, I know, Sasha? I, I, pardon? Uh, Sasha said she likes them, too. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's... it's I, Again, and this is where, you know, I may differ from other people. I watch the show mostly for the strategy. Yes, there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun to be had to in some seasons. Um, but, uh, in this, you know, to me, watching Brian and his allies just cut these people because they had better strategy. The other people couldn't work their way in. 
you know, that that's not as boring to me as like a fish challenge. But, um, <laughs> you know, and I say that even in later seasons when the same thing happens, when people are like, oh, my gosh, this is a terrible season. It's boring. No, because it's strategic. I mean, you may not like the strategy. Mm-hmm. You may find that particular strategy to be dull, but it is a strategy that is working for the person who's eventually going to win. And so I know that there was a lot of people on social media saying, I couldn't even make it pat, you know, through these episodes. It was fine for me. Um, but that I, I know that I view the, the, the show differently than a lot of other people. Well, I, yeah, I don't even like the season, but I think it's yeah. more that like underdogs are someone you want to root for. One, I had nobody to root for. Mm-hmm. So that's one. So at this point, I'm like, great. Everyone needs to get screwed. And if this is the way, perfect. I love it. And second of all, I think especially for Thailand, I'm talking about, um, I don't know that I like it on Big Brother, but I, I think I like it better on Survivor, yeah. I will say. Um, but it's also that the... Jan's tribe was already set up as the underdog, but they were the ones doing right. it. So I think that's another thing yeah, we're forgetting so is that they were losing at fair. the start. That's fair. So they came, they were the underdog and then they yeah. went on a roll and then steamrolled. So yeah, exactly. un- unfortunately it just happens like at the same time, like the Ted and Gandia stuff is going yes. on. So they're not yes. really like the, Oh, we're rooting for this underdog to come back. That just right. had this whole, you know, uh, you know, uh, sexual uh, harassment scandal. <laughs> then mm-hmm. they're they're a, but watch, they're about to get hot. They're about yeah. to yeah. go off now. So exactly. So that that's what. And to me, it's like we've talked about this for so long, right? The cast didn't even like each other, um, at least at, on at camp. So mm-hmm. that's why that's why to me, it's like it's fun to watch someone really dominate. I don't know. Like I, yeah, I like underdogs. I think it's okay story but like i really like the dominant players like i just want you to just steamroll that's fine with me i don't i do not like pagongings i but i will say that the pagonging part of this season was much more entertaining than the pre-merge i fell asleep on literally every episode of the pre-merge mm-hmm. and i just like i was just fighting through like i just have to like please rewatch this let's just rewatch this season but like <laughs> once you get to the merge it's kind of like oh well let's see how they get rid of each other right yeah. because mm-hmm. we know they're all going we know who wins if you've seen it before you know who wins and so you just have to wonder like okay how does he navigate the clay thing how does he navigate so that's part not so like boring to me but of all the pagongings yeah this one's up this is the worst <laughs> one and so i've watched three seasons of survivor uh with this project I, i've watched survivor island of the idols survivor redemption island and i have watched survivor thailand don't tell me i don't love survivor okay this i've watched these three seasons <laughs> in 16 days okay um and i would say the in in uh, objectively, uh, having watched all three of these seasons, I, I do think I think this was the worst of the three seasons that I watched. Then Redemption Island, and then I I think Island of the Idols, amazed somehow is the best. And don't don't run mm-hmm. with that that I said that that Survivor Island of the Idols is the number one season of all time. That is not what I'm saying. Clip it, clip this. Of the right three now. seasons yeah, I've watched, Island though, of the Idols is the best. That's the exactly clip that's going that out the there. Yeah. <laughs> Rob just said, "I don't know the Idols are the best season of all time." That's right. That's yeah. I'm going to keep it, my Rob. rankings as we go, but this was the, <laughs> this was the hardest to get through. Yeah, I, I, I differ with you just a little bit, but just because I think that there should be two bottom seasons, both of them, 40A and 40B are Thailand and Island, Island of the Idols, and you can put them in either or. Like, because I didn't skip any episodes of this, I wanted to skip the episodes 
of Island of the Idols in the middle with the Kelly stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was like, why am I watching this? Yeah. Whereas this was like, this is super boring. And those were two, th- so they're two different things, but they still equally yeah. sucked. And uh, maybe I, I braced myself me. better for that on, yeah. the, on the rewatch. Okay, I knew I knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah, you were you were digging for gold, Rob. Mm-hmm. You yeah. were digging for gold, so you found it, and you're like, "Look!" But like in this season, like you were hoping for gold, and it just didn't appear. Yeah, yeah. So, I think Island of the Idols. The only reason I say is worse is because allegedly production should have known better how to mm-hmm. handle these things. Yeah. That's right. the only only reason why this is like 39 versus 40, basically. But yeah. that's because this was the first time alleged not real actually it's not right um it's season one too but anyway um first time something big like this happened um so you should be ready in you know 2000 whatever 19 17 years later yeah you should be ready for something like this um but here you are so to me it's almost production screwed you Mm -hmm. Um, yeah to me the reason i put uh, Island of the Idols, Idols so much lower is that when you have the situation is you not just you don't just have and I know you guys have already discussed it, but you don't just have it. But you have a repeat offender mm-hmm. who denied it the whole time, was warned, was asked not to, was told not to, was warned not to. And it just, you know, stretched out there. And then they slap his face among the others on the front of the DVD cover um, mm-hmm. when they should have just edited him out entirely. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that, you know, if if they're, you know, I guess if we're comparing yeah, horrible things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, now, yeah. one thing. Yeah, I, one I, thing I, about I, the I would say just with the Island of the Idols take that I, okay. I think there are yeah. that, like uh, like all the bad stuff. Aside, I think that there are higher highs in the Island of the Idols. Yeah. Than I think yeah. There are no, no. not for me, Rob. Now, nobody yeah. on Island of the Idols read, you know, called out to me. <laughs> I guess um, so. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, one one thing about the pagonging that I think would have made it even, you know, more interesting had we known it before the reunion was the first loss was a, a throw, mm-hmm. you know, by, by Sukjai. That was a throw. Oh, shades and we of don't redemption find that out. Yeah. We don't find that out till the reunion. Why not show it? Come on production. Tell us that it's even more of a come up in story. They thought they were so great that they could take they this other tribe out. Yet. Yeah. And they go ahead and they throw and then it's mm-hmm. all downhill from there for them. Yeah. We would have yeah. got a little bit of strategy. Wow. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, two other, two more questions from the listeners. Uh, David Ong wants to know, who would get the SIA award this season? It has to be Granny Janney. Or well, Shannon. Yeah. Or Ga- no. Gra- Granny no, Janney me- was so, oh, she loves animals. Yeah. That's a SIA is very big <laughs> oh, on the true. animal stuff. So, yes. you know, what would have happened is Sia would have given Granny Jan forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Then she would have gave Shean forty thousand dollars. Then when she would have gave Gandhi a fifteen. Yeah. No, ten. <laughs> ten. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ten. Ten. Black women make lesser. Remember than black men do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> uh, and then uh, w- one other question. Uh, this one goes. Oh, this is from uh, Sheridan who says, "My boyfriend walked in the room as I was watching uh, Survivor Thailand and asked if Rob with two B's was the Rob whose podcast I always listen to. <laughs> it got me thinking. <laughs> if Rob with two B's had a podcast, what would it be about?" Oof. How do you get around the rules? And <laughs> yes, it would be people? like count, counter to mine. You know, yeah. I have two rules. Yes. And yes. How to get around them? A bunch of stupid rules. Yeah, yeah. David and Rob on a podcast together, please. Yeah. Oh my! By the oh, way, he was first. great on talking with T Bird last summer. Yeah, 
So uh, check check that out. Actually, I think is that two summers I mean, ago now. Who knows? I don't yeah, know, but he, he is pretty much twice as old now as he was at the time. So yeah, yeah. You know. I remember yeah. he he had his he's, little like he, he's good now, y'all. Like at the reunion, we were told he's great. He's we're great. Fine. Okay. All right. What T Bird season one was really good. I mm-hmm. remember. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Okay, we'll rank the T Bird seasons uh, on another That's right. podcast. All right. Uh, let's talk about our poll from the audience. Every week, the tabulator helps us out. Uh, we polled the audience. Who's the MVP of the season? You think there's any debate here? It depends on who you pick. He's trying, he's yeah. trying to bait us yeah. into... into yeah. Brian Heideck, Brian Heideck yeah. got the MVP. 50% of the listeners yeah. said, hey, uh, 50% for Brian Heideck. Sasha, give us the real answer. Wait, what? Give us the real <laughs> well, answer. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, if MVP is given to the strongest player, oh, you know, then God. I would then I would agree. If if it's most valuable player to watch, did, then did anyone uh, watch the sh- did anyone of that fifty percent watch the show before? They, no, I think they most people just vote. Is is Dan or Helen or Sheehan or Gandia for putting up with all of this? Twenty three percent for Helen, fifteen percent for uh, for Sheehan. Okay, which one time player would you like to see come back and play again on a future season? Let's go around the panel. Helen? Question mark. Helen for Chappelle. David. I could see people saying Brian again. Brian, and then Sasha. I want Ken back. Ken back. Okay. Uh, the answer was uh, with 40%, Helen uh, okay. Brian had 25%. And then Rob with two Bs. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he, when he gets voted off, he gets pissed. He's like, oh, two Bs. Oh, come on. Yeah. How did that not come up before that tribal council? They all voted Rob with one B. Was that just a mess Rob. with him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a. I have a coworker who spells his name that way, and Sasha. That's what I. That's what we call him. We call him Rababa. <laughs> maybe, maybe not to his face, but I know he's not listening to this podcast, so we're good. Okay, Rababa back, Nick. Which <laughs> name in on the cast list made you pause and think to yourself, "Wait, who's that?" Pick one. There was a runaway. Stephanie. There was a runaway. It is Stephanie. Oh, Tanya. Oh, who? Tanya. Exactly. Aaron. <laughs> Stephanie. No, Tanya for sure. Tanya. <laughs> yes. Okay. Pick one. All right. Then, who is the most underrated player of the season? This was another runaway. Sheehan? I think they said Helen, and I'm saying Jan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Helen. Helen, uh, 32%. Okay. Jake was, thir- was uh, in second with 13. Oh, yeah. And then I like Sheehan. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Was Jake good? I think so. Uh, Jake showed his strategic prowess that one round where they looked like they weren't going to get rid of him. And then they said, like, Jake is just telling stories, trying to make us think that he's a man of the world. I've had enough of Jake with his Roy Rogers stories. Yeah. Yeah. And Jake Jake in the confessional is literally like, I'm telling these stories, hoping that they get me somewhere. (laughs) And they worked. Yeah. yeah, Jake was telling telling some story about shooting an animal with a bow and arrow. And you wonder if Brian was like, oh, let me, what was this? Okay. Let me write this down. Okay. I gotta try. I gotta try. It's like one of Hell's recipes. Oh, when I get home, I'm gonna try this. 
Odd yeah. take right here, folks. You heard it here. Oh my. <laughs> I did like Jake's story though, where he's like, "Okay, listen." So I parachute into the airport, past yeah. the FAA, past the, like past yeah. like uh, air traffic security. Boom! I hit the ground, break both my ankles, break both my knees, and I was like, "Oh, Jake!" <laughs> yeah. And like, meanwhile, the rest of the cast, the cast does not care, and I'm at home like, "Okay, go back to the part where you broke both your knees." Mm-hmm. This oh is my it. god! Yeah. This was he, level he, storytelling. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's stretching the truth a little bit. But I also like Jake with um Sheehan, right? Like, yeah, he like built her up. Yeah. yeah. And if they're talking about you, think, wow, they really want to talk about me. Yes, that's exactly yeah. the type of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> confidence I need. Yeah, if they're talking about you, I mean, boy, they must really like you. You hear that comment section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like dragging us. Uh, yeah, but then Jake also Twitter? went there for Sheehan when nobody else was, right? Like, so yeah. like mm-hmm. Jake like pulls her to the like he even says in his confessional, like, listen, I don't know why they don't like Sheehan. It's probably something personal that they got going on within themselves, and mm-hmm. I like that. Jake. Like, I I can't speak mm-hmm. for the rest of y'all, but I'm not going to treat this person any differently. So I like that. Okay. So Jake for me underrated. Yeah, it was another runaway for the Kelly Wentworth Award for best pre merge boot. Robaba? Sheehan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, almost a merge. It was almost a merge. Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Sheehan was Kelly Wentworth yeah. before Kelly Wentworth. Pre-merge, Period. Yeah. Pre-merge uh, Rob Goddess comes back to Survivor. Uh, then uh, this season saw the two older uh, contestants uh, choose their tribes. How do we feel about the schoolyard pick? On a scale of one to ten, what'd the audience say? Five, six. Yeah, I'm going five point seven five. Oh, I was gonna go with my famous number four. <laughs> they, were, they were kind. Of, they were kind of indifferent. Okay. Um. Then, out of the forty seasons, where would you rank the winner, Brian Heideck? Oh, okay. This is a drop down of one to forty. We're giving you the average number. What People do you think? Love- for no reason. Um, yeah, people like him. That's why I'm trying to think. Well, it's just also a question of did they rank him as he is good a PR, strategist Brian. or as a uh, as a person? Because uh, there's a big, big gap. Um, uh, yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say 15. 15? Oh, I would say mid-20s. Mid-20s? Yeah. I, 15. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, what the hell? Four. Four. Oh. <laughs> uh, the audience said uh, uh, eighteen. Oh, okay. It's just in the top half. And do you feel if like you guys hadn't picked that? I would have, you know. But I, you know. <laughs> do you feel like the season plays too high, too low, or just right? Uh, well, we know my answer. And mine. <laughs> yeah, fifty-two percent said just right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think it might be too high. I'd- I'd go uh, too high. I get yeah. My vote. yeah, I was saying at least one low. I think redemption is I think better. I my vote. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about uh, Survivor Thailand that anybody on the panel wants to say? Um, only if you want uh, a couple of uh, finale stories. But oh, uh, I mean, oh, well, you have yes. a good one. Um, I mean, I I did meet T Bird for the first time and only time there. Yes. Uh, she had come over. They had all the website people in one place, and she came over, and I was like T Bird, Teresa, and she came over, and you know, she gave me a big hug, and I was like, okay, the rest of this could be a horrible trip, but I hugged T Bird, and uh, so oh so there was God, that. David Bloomberg. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to meet T Bird. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you win, David. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, great. 
Real winner of Thailand, David. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's why he makes um, it. Uh, you know, yes. it for, for, yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's part of it, really. Yes. Uh, the experiences. Uh, see, that's what happened. I remembered those things, and my brain just kind of ignored all the other stuff till I rewatched yep, it. Cognitive and then went, dissonance. Uh, yes. Yeah, as we do with trauma. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for some of the people who are, uh, you know, some of the old timers who remember the website, I bumped into just out of sheer luck. So I didn't know anyone at the time. I go out there. I actually uh, hung out one day with uh, a, one of the writers who lived, one of my writers who lived in LA. Um, and we went to Mike Boogie's bar, uh, which is, uh, um, he was not there the first day, but then a bunch of us went later, belly. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second day he was there and, and a bunch of us talked to him uh, and he was telling all sorts of stories about how great he was and how he was the real star and everything. But uh, it, some names that may tri- you know, trigger memories, a better kind of triggering um, from some of the people who used to read in those days. Uh, I hung out with I bumped into I was at the CBS store shopping wearing my reality news online shirt and four people come in and go, hey, we know you. Mm-hmm. And so I just hung out with them the rest of the day. It was uh, Wheezy from Survivor Maps, Mr. Slippery from Survivor Sucks. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and also Acme Brain Trust, Katie and Thumper from Acme Brain Trust. And then at the studio. Yeah. At the studio later, we bumped into or we were placed with people from the websites uh, um, uh, like Redundantly Redundant, Party Flavor, Gopher, Beth Brigham, uh, Delilah 39, Merch Jaffer, one of the few people who is still Dude, this actually. This is like an uh, Oscar acceptance speech. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. I'm living it's for It's just it. all the different, all the different people who were there. Survivor we're... Phoenix, Survivor News. I'm Mario Survivor Lynch. Yeah. When you said uh, no. easy, I thought Little Wayne at first. I, 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 I wasn't going to say nothing, but you said Wheezy and she was like, no way! No way! So, wow! So these were just, you know, and then eventually, uh, you know, the guy who was that uh, the audience uh, host who brought me down to dance. Late, <coughs> excuse me. Later was asking, "Are there any groups here?" And everybody yelled out websites, you know. And he came <laughs> over and talked to some of us. Um, the the funniest part I think of that was when he went into the audience and he asked what he thought was a random person, "Who would you have brought to the final two? And, and the woman said, "Jan." And he says, "Why would you have brought Jan?" And she says, "Because she's my mom, and I wanted her to win the money." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Jan's daughter. Yeah. Blood versus water. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so, uh, and then the only other thing was we actually saw Clay as we were walking up to uh, go in. We saw Clay and he had the full beard. And so we immediately realized what they were doing. You know, Mm -hmm. as soon as we saw him outside, of course, we were going to be let in on the secret once we were in. Mm -hmm. But it does make me wonder, everybody who knew Clay and Brian, you know, and all the rest, they had to know what was going on, too. Because, okay, why are these guys suddenly growing new beards here leading up to to the finale? Mm -hmm. So those are some of the stories. Hopefully some I know that a lot of those names didn't make sense to to a lot of people. But for some of the uh, old timers, they might, uh, you know, remember those days. Okay. All right. Um, one other thing I forgot to mention, uh, the final three challenge uh, looked really cool in the cave with the candles, uh, but wasn't actually that cool. <laughs> so, good idea. But, you know, when, it, when it's Brian versus Jan and Clay in a test of wills, uh, Jan, once she uh, got out that she's like, 
I'm going to find a man in the airport and I'm going to have uh, four beers and a pizza and I'm going to steal a guy's cigar. Uh, and then you know she drops and then Clay's like, oh, she's out. All right. Now let me drop too. Uh, yeah. Pretty. The, the finale is, a you know, once once Helen goes home, it's uh, you know, kind of a snoozer. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the season. All right. So <laughs> next week, it's time to talk about the 37th best season of Survivor. Be back with another panel on Wednesday night. Okay. All right. Uh, are you interested to know what is the 37th best season of Survivor, according to our listeners? I'm very interested. Yeah. All right. You All right. Have a, wait, wait. I want to hear what you guys guess. What is what, David? What do you got? Well, I'm. I mean, I would guess, and of course, this is for different reasons. I would guess uh, Edge of Extinction um, mm-hmm. should be down in these very, very low numbers. But again, remember that I base it. You know how I base my uh, picks, and mm-hmm. everybody's heard me rant about Edge of Extinction. So, okay, Sasha, what about you? I know. I for me, like Worlds Apart was so boring. Yes, but I don't know if there's a recency bias, so. I'll say worlds mm. apart. Okay. Okay. All right. And I think one world. Oh, that's a good one too. Okay. So boring. All right. Let's see. The thirty seventh best season of Survivor next Wednesday night is Survivor One World. Chappelle. Hey! Oh. <laughs> I know it. it sucks. You nailed it. <laughs> the okay. people's voice. Hey. All right. Survivor One World, the 37th best season of Survivor. We'll be talking about that next week with Amon Adwin and Serena Foster. Will uh, be my guests uh, next Wednesday night to talk about Survivor One World. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, more, a more modern season, really like uh, bouncing around old school, new school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, season 24, we'll check out Kim and everything that's going on in uh, Survivor One World. So. Looking forward to that. Of course, uh, this weekend, I will get into more of your feedback questions in our patron feedback show. Robiswebsite.com slash patron if you want to get our patron podcast feed for everything uh, we are doing there, including a patron activity. Now we're going to play Mafia uh, once again this Friday night with uh, Jordan Seeds Baby Kalish and hosted by uh, the great Huya Zambakili uh, over in the patron Facebook group at Robiswebsite.com slash patron. All right. Uh, Sasha, what's next for you? Um, you know, I'm just here on Twitter talking about reality TV and, um, every Monday or Sunday, depending on the day week, um, we, I'm on another podcast called Silent Sequester and we talk about Sequester and break down all the fun stuff. Why is it called Silent Sequester? Because we're anything but silent, but you have to make (laughs) moves in silence. Uh. (laughs) Yes. It's ironic, like Lucky the Chicken. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we had so much fun with Sasha a couple of weeks ago on the uh, 90 Day Fiance recap. Oh, the best show ever, obviously, everyone. Mm -hmm. Please watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Puya and I had a lot of fun uh, talking with Sasha. I I hope we can do it again before the end of the season. Me too. I'm ready whenever you want me. (laughs) Okay. All right. And then, uh, Chappelle, what's going on for you? Uh, 
as usual, nothing. <laughs> but I'm very excited, as usual. You know, but uh, I uh, will be guesting on the Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast with uh, Jess Sterling and Sarah Ferguson to talk about Boy Meets World season finale of season one. I love Boy Meets World. So I'm very excited to talk about I Dream of Feeney. And so uh, that will be next week at some point. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that they did not lose my number. And yeah. I get that phone call. If not, I just put an unreasonable amount of pressure on those two women, and I apologize. Okay. All right. <laughs> of course, uh, you can follow uh, Chappelle on Twitter. Chappelle, give out that Twitter handle. No. No. <laughs> you, do, you won't? He has too I many mean, followers. He won't. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I tweet a whole lot. You guys, you don't have to do this. You love yourself. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's at Chappelle's underscore show on, on Twitter. Who are we uh, kidding? Sasha- they already follow you on Twitter. Everybody does not follow me. I'm still trying to uh, be Brian Scally. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you heard uh, me here. Brian Come on, Scally everyone. have a lot of Twitter followers? He has the most. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, but Sasha, you didn't give out your Twitter handle either. Oh, it's right here. Y'all can see it. One size <laughs> underscore oh four. Yeah, the people on the podcast. I gave it, it to CBS. I gave it to CBS. Send me David Bloomberg's dancing video. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, David Bloomberg, he was there in the real time at the, when they read the votes for Survivor Thailand. And now he's come full circle to talk about this. Uh, and that between that one and Survivor the Amazon, were the only, those are the only finales you've been to, David? No, I was at All Stars. Um, and uh, then I'm trying to remember. I, I think I was at at least another one. I can't remember for sure. Um, but uh, definitely, like I said, you know, Amazon. I'd say Amazon was the most fun. Um, had lots of stories, uh, lots of stories there. Um, really? Including, of course, you. Uh, well, you know, meeting you mm-hmm. um, was a good one. Uh, what, was I drunk your... at the Survivor of the Amazon finale? No, but some of your, uh, some of your uh, 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 fellow uh, survivors were. Mm-hmm. And uh, in- including a certain one who was uh, um, married to, is now married to a baseball pitcher. Oh, Heidi, um, Heidi was drunk? Yes, yes. And the best part about meeting Heidi was I had been ripping her uh, and Jenna all season long. My my whole website mm. were ripping the two of them. And so, uh, and of course, thanks to you, they were reading it. Uh, but uh, so they knew. So uh, did you I not want up, people to read your website? No, David? I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> right. but, but when I walked up to Heidi, I took, you know, Heidi was just taking pictures of people in the line. <laughs> and uh, I took a picture with her and then I said, hi, I'm David Bloomberg. She goes, yeah, you, you, you know? And so, yeah, that was, that was quite funny. And I think, uh, I think Jenna had a very similar reaction mm-hmm. when you introduced me to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, um, and then all stars was just crazy. Everybody was packed yeah. into the, uh, too, too much. T- yeah. Too much. Yeah. Okay. I would like all the stories. Yeah. <laughs> all right. D- David, have you considered uh, writing a book? Oh. I, I I have, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, writing a book is hard. I found, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> writing shorter articles is a lot easier. Ooh. Okay, what if what if David Bloomberg was the guest on Talking with T Bird, and then you just gave us Ooh. all your like, behind the scenes? Yeah, call. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, David Bloomberg. Uh, where can people uh, follow you? Uh, they could follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's a complicated uh, Twitter name. It's at David Bloomberg. Um, and uh, yeah, there will be um, 
Uh, my guess is my amount of tweeting mm-hmm. about certain matters will take a significant dive after today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but God uh, willing. But yes, yes. And, uh, you know, but lots about uh, Survivor, especially in reality TV. Um, and then, yes, you, you do get my other views on the world. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, look, this was a, a very fun panel talking about a season that was not always fun. So I, I thank you all for uh, being here. I know this is tough sledding to uh, get through some of this stuff, but I know I greatly appreciate you all being here with me to uh, go through this. And I can tell you that I'm sure that the listeners uh, do as well to go through season, the 38th best season of Survivor, <laughs> according to the fans. And they might be wrong. Survivor Thailand. Uh, so much stuff going on. Uh, also, we are still. I am watching all of Kid Nation this month. Uh, we have a, a Kid Nation episode coming up uh, for you this weekend and next week. Uh, Chappelle, uh, if my notes are correct, you'll be joining us to talk about the uh, season finale of Kid Nation next week. Oh, Rob, I thought you'd never ask. Sure, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I will join my- uh, Phil Thompson and myself next week. Uh, Mike Bloom on the Kid Nation uh, rewatch. This week, of course, uh, Mike Bloom and I had another outwit, outplay, outlist talking about the best uh, juror speeches in the history of Survivor. And we ranked them all uh, with Grace Leader this week. That's up at RobHasAWebsite.com. Be sure to check all of that out and everything else going on at RobHasAWebsite.com. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back next week to talk about Survivor One World as we count down the top 40 seasons of all time. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.